The seeds slumber beneath the earth now, and the crops that the farmers will reap. No more questions. This interview's over. I've got two words for you, kid. Fucking sleep. The tiger reclines in the simmering jungle. The sparrow has silenced her cheep. Fuck your stuff, bad. I'm not getting you shit. Close your eyes. Cut the crap. Sleep. The flowers doze low in the meadows, and high on the mountains so steep. My life is a failure. I'm a shitty ass parent. Stop fucking with me, please, and sleep. The giant pangolins of Madagascar are snoozing as I lie here and openly weep. Sure. Fine, whatever. I'll bring you some milk. Who the f cares? You're not gonna sleep. This room is all I can remember. The furniture, crappy and cheap. You win. You escape. You run down the hall. As I nod the f off and sleep. Leery and dazed, I awaken to find your eyes shut. So I keep my fingers crossed tight as I tiptoe away and pray that you're f***ing asleep. We're finally watching our movie. Popcorns in the microwave. Beep. Oh shit! Gun Damn it! You gotta be kidding! Come on, go the f back to sleep. Welcome to Gundam at MAHQ. This is episode 80, and um, I am joined by our uh, our stable of co-hosts here, Neo. I'm taxed enough already. Stop taxing me, Obama. <laughs> and Chris. Well, it's episode 80, so I'm an old fart now. So There you go, man. <laughs> stable? What, what, what are we, horses? <laughs> exactly. You prepare my saddle. But um, <laughs> in this episode... You're going to ride us? That's... Oh... <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say something Tracy Morgan there, but I'm not gonna say it. You be, you be best to avoid that. Re yeah. Resist the inner Tracy Morgan. Damn you, Tracy Morgan. I'm Tracy Morgan. <laughs> anyway, um, in this in this episode, the two we had, we're actually back to two segments this time. First, and it's, and it's hate filled. First, um, instead of touching upon it in Neo's news like you would expect, we actually ha dedicate a whole segment to the breaking news of Mobile Suit Gundam Age. It's With even a mailbag question thrown in just for the hell of it. That's right. Just 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 for spice. 
With, and, with, um, with that, it made it the shortest news listener submitted news article <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Thank you. Because everything was out of age. <laughs> Many thanks to those who did submit um, news yes. articles on that. And also thanks to all our um, all our listeners on um, Facebook and um, Twitter and uh, mechatalk.net and even at gundam.net for responding to all the, um, the things we posted up about Gundam, Gundam age. It's all the rage and it's inciting rage from a lot of our listeners. A lot of our uh, listeners and just Gundam fans in general and for our second segment we return to the world of Battlestar Galactica with our discussion and review of Caprica the uh, spin-off prequel or that um, that recently was canceled off of sci-fi and um, thankfully canceled <laughs> as you will embellish upon in the uh, in the segment <clears throat> but um, before we get started on those segments I'll, I'll pass the mic to Neo for Neo's news Destination Orlando. Here's the news coming from you right out of here from Neo's Nestle News article site. Thank you for all those responders on the Mechatalk forum. The first one comes here from Gundam Type Zero, and he's just going to be talking about there's some great new re uh, re envisioning of a lot of games that were port. You know, just like the uh, God of War games that were done in HD a few years ago. Now we're going to be seeing all fans of Zone of the Enders are going to have both of the games coming in. The PS3 and the Xbox 360 coming out in 2012. So that's going to be uh, Zone of the Enders, both of them. And then you're going to have a, a Metal Gear Solid HD collection coming out shortly after that, this November. So all those in favor of all those old games, all you old thoughts, just like Soulbro, you got mm-hmm. your nostalgia glasses on and you want to see nice. something, a glorious HD, go and play these games. It's a Dingo Ate My Baby. No, a Dingo didn't eat my baby. A Dingo flew my mecca. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gunner Type Zero, for your for your submission. <laughs> Destination my wallet as I double dip. And and he put that uh, that that article comes uh, I think from friends of the show. I don't know, probably friends of Chris because they probably hate me and Soulbro. But it's from www.thedestructoid.com. So thank you for that submission, there, Mr. Gunner Type Zero. <laughs> as I scroll down, because I see all these things for it's oh Gunner Mage, Gunner Mage. I hate this thing. What is all this? Kids, 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 kids of Gundam. What is all this thing with this fast? with giant robots and kids we nobody knows as i'm going down. <laughs> what are you talking about gundam's never for kids it's never for kids but we'll we'll, we'll we'll hit that later on here the next one here is from leading grim angel and this is talking about the new second robot wars og announced game that's coming out so all you fans of the robot super robot wars game you know you love that stuff it's got the giant robots they sit there and they fight and they fight and they keep fighting and keep doing it for our, our boys in, in uniform there so thank you thank you for that submission and that's that's all the news that we have for now, and I'm going to be sending this back to Solbro Ryu back there in Orlando, Florida. Thank you, Mr. Solbro. <laughs> well, that was the quickest news I ever heard. De- destination, <laughs> destination, fast ass news. But um, next week, destination, phone it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, newsman Neo. I appreciate that. And um, now we move on to the postmaster general himself, Chris, as he brings us the mailbag. All right, first up. Steve's that asshole. (laughs) Our first question, who comes from Anomalia, who asks, this question is for Chris and Neo and is for picking on Sobro in episode 74. Here goes. How much would someone have to pay you to give up Gundam forever? Oh, this is like... uh, How much you get? Oh, this... (laughs) Um, Hold on. I'm doing the... 2.5 million. Because $2.5 million after taxes, because if I invest that in a municipal bond portfolio laddered at 4%, mm-hmm. I can make tax-free $100,000 a year. 
That's fine. So 0.5 million after tax. Thank you would put you would put some thought into this. I'll uh I'll go with Neo's answer. <laughs> no, believe me. That ditto. Hey, would you like a hundred thousand, a hundred grand tax free every year for the rest of your life? Yes. Yeah. There you go. That would be nice. Plus, what you're making now. There you go. There you go. Good answer. Next comes from Paul eighty three who says, number one, in Gundam, do you guys prefer the starting Gundams, or do you prefer the mid-season upgrade I'm talking about in design and look, not abilities? Well, in every case, uh, it just depends on the individual show. Sometimes I like the original better. Sometimes I like the upgrade better. You know, it varies. You know, say, for example, in Double Zeta, the Double Zeta, which itself was the upgrade in Zeta, starts off as the first suit in Double Zeta, and then we get the Double Zeta as the upgrade, and as anyone knows, I am not a fan of the Double Zeta. Damn. It's just a big, fat, ugly, clunky suit. Wow. And sometimes I like them just the same, the upgrades and I, the originals, so it really varies on the show. Here, here's, here's my perfect example. Um, for the most part, I love the mid-season upgrades, but there's uh, one show in particular where I hated it, uh, and that would be uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Destiny. I don't like the destiny at all. The, uh, what's, what was the one that uh, preceded it? Uh, the, Impulse. Uh, Impulse. The Impulse was sexy and gorgeous, and I love that suit. I still you want mean low-rent strike? Low-rent strike. Literally, but was... literally low-rent strike in some of the bad animation scenes? Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. But I, I like the concept of that suit, and uh, I like the three colors that... Um, the three variations that it had, and um, I, I, I have a model of it, and um, I, I, I still adore its design. I, I think well, I'll throw, you, I'll throw you a better one, uh, a What's similar that? one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freedom was okay, yeah. but I like Strike way more. Yeah, yeah I'm torn on that, because I do like Freedom, and Strike is, Strike is just, it makes more sense, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And to my answer in this is yes, I, I'm I'm the same way with these guys. Is sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So and, and let us not get started on the strike freedom. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, that, that doesn't count at anything. Hey, it it's, was a, it was an upgrade to the freedom. So oh. <laughs> so it was a mid season. I don't, I don't count the... upgrades for for characters who steal the show from someone else. Ouch. Yeah. Well, damn. Well then. All right, uh, you 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 heard that defender of destiny, yeah. <laughs> and I gotta, and, and gotta get in at least one dig at you per episode. And and you and you gotta remember, can it really be an upgrade if it shares the same name as the previous suit? I, I take never, that, never. take that jab, man, bastard. <laughs> Defend your destiny now. Screw Poor you. Jeff. <laughs> All right, his second question is: Has a character that you did not like do something that you loved? For example, I don't like Shinosuke very much, but I loved it when he destroyed the freedom. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that one. I'll be lazy. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't like the because I liked the freedom as a suit, but at that point, Kira was so freaking holier than thou that it was like this guy needed to be put in his place. So I'm mailing it too. Just like I, news. I wasn't a big Why fan. Why the hell am I even doing this shit now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, what was his name? The the crazy guy that was in Zeta and Double Zeta. Blonde haired guy. Uh, Yazan, Yazan Gable. Yazan, Yazan Gable. Um, when he murdered Jamaican, though, I stood up and I applauded. <laughs> oh, I'll throw you another one to not be lazy. Um, mm. Mm. Rekoa, when she became a, 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 a traitorous idiot. Yeah. I did I did applaud when she killed Basque and gave him what he deserved. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Even even some even some tre- wretched characters are stepping up, man. They step up sometimes, and that's what's cool. But uh, any 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 from you, Neo? No. Next question. Whoa. And and Saji didn't do anything that I liked, so I would never mention him. Ouch! No. <laughs> Not even the folding chair. <laughs> Not good enough. Ouch! Oh, man. Next, uh, 
Okay, there's this huge wall of text from our buddy Moo Flaga, and Moo, we appreciate that you send in questions to both of our shows, but this is just a ginormous wall of text. I'm not reading this. I'm sorry. You got to cut it down. You got to get to the point. Get right to it. Don't be like Caprica. Ouch. <laughs> get right to it. Uh, if you, if you uh, listeners want to want to see it, read it for yourself, and imagine what we might say in response, and that's how I'm going to weasel out of not asking this because it's too damn long. Is it, is it really that long? Yes, it is. Oh my god. It's because he's Australian. They they sit in prison all day, so. Ouch. <laughs> and, uh. <On> <laughs> yeah. Tracy Morgan. Destiny Gundam, good old Pedalbear North, sends us a question. He says, What are your thoughts on the horror genre? In this day and age, people just aren't scared anymore of being chased by a knife wielding maniac wearing a William Shatner mask, nor are they as disgusted by gory images. Horror films these days really rely heavily on cheap jump scares to get any sort of reaction. Do you think this is the only way? What scares you guys personally? Um, I know I'm I'm down with the psychological thriller. I I, I like um things that are, you know, it, it you movies like uh Friday the Thirteenth and and um and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where you got like the mythical killer who you know cannot be stopped. That is old hat nowadays. I I do like I do like a uh, I guess a horror movie that's based somewhat in reality or you know you've got you you've got someone who not only attacks you on a physical level but also a mental level and you know there's no escape from that. But I'm not really a big horror person. But uh, if if when it, when they come at come when they write a horror movie or a horror story with that angle, I, I'm more down to receive it than than the conventional fare um i you know i i think either way if it's a good story you can have it where you have like the crazy psychotic killer but also the psychological thing the psychological killer like uh um silver had stated but you know really scares me is the fact that peter one day could become he could come into power and then (laughs) and i think if peter became prime minister of canada he'd make everyone watch g savior because he liked it that's where, young guy. And that's no, worse strike than witches. Death. Strike witches? <laughs> strike witches and, uh, what, uh, you know, upcoming whenever we talk about uh, Prince of Darkness. There you go, man. Watch them all back to back and see if you live the day. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, I just, I, I think the, uh, I think the horror, the horror genre is really difficult because the problem with it is, is every time that something that becomes new and innovative, it becomes very cliche very quickly. It's, it's, it's the only it's the only genre I've ever seen where it's like things that are like ripped off from what another show or another movie did. It becomes so cliche and kind of silly at the end. I, I don't know. So, but Chris, well, horror movies, um, you know, it really, mm-hmm. it really just depends on what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, some movies, they go down the, the saw approach of just like massive gore mm. and that just doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. However, the first movie was much more of like a psychological thriller. Yes. Yes. You were right about that. You yeah. know, you, you just have these two dudes that are locked up in this dirty warehouse. They have no idea what's going on. They have no way of getting out. They start turning each other on each other. Uh, they're both paranoid. And you find out, like, their story revealed to how they got to where they are. And then, you know, it ends not with, like, a gory ending. Okay, so, yeah, Carrie always chops his foot off. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he does that out of sheer insanity and desperation. And then there's a surprise that, oh, the dead dude there was Jigsaw. The end. (laughs) And they could have just left it there instead of making a bajillion sequels of, I want to play a game. 
<laughs> have all of these like just more ridiculously convoluted um yeah. traps and you know oh i'm jigsaw's apprentice no i'm the real apprentice no i'm you know this and that and this is all related to this and just so much convolution and nonsense yeah. and i prefer the kind of horror movie where they show you less because then your imagination gets to work, and yes. often than not, your imagination will create a monster ten times more horrible than what they could ever imagine in Will either rubber or CG. You were you were spot on about that. <laughs> what I'll never forgive the Saw franchise for, though, is the introduction of Costas Mandalore. Oh, no, no, sucks. no one should ever be exposed to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a debate for another day. Second part of uh, his question is: Do you think it's possible to have a horror mecha show, or is all fear eliminated when you can take on any threat from safely inside a giant robot? Oh, dude. personally, I think something like the Eins from SRW, with their grotesque appearance and tendency to pop out of nowhere in massive numbers and swarm everything, is the closest we're going to get. If you were tasked with making a mecha horror anime. How would you go about it? Well, that that is a good example of the Einst. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and they do have this thing where, as we mentioned, uh, they went around Canada and they just turned people into monsters. So wow. you could do a mecha show where robots get absorbed and they become monsters with you in them. Ooh. You know, uh, I I'd be curious if someone did how how would you do a zombie outbreak in a world of robots? <laughs> yeah, how does a zombie get to? How, how does how does that turn out when you have yeah. zombie apocalypse and you get people in giant robots that could just step on masses of zombies and squish them? I'd like to see someone do that, just that, for shits and giggles. I, I, I guess in, in a way, though, the, the, the thing with um, giant robots or technology, the horror with that is always the fact that it can turn on its masters. It's the, it's the Frankenstein monsters thing. So, well, I, that, I, that's that's the only thing I can really see. I mean, I don't like you said. I don't know if I could see. You know, young hero in a mecha going against the zombie apocalypse. It just sounds kind of silly because, like you said, you can just step on everybody and it's no big deal. So, well, I, I know this much: there was an anime series with that had a strong element of horror, uh, a mecha series that had a strong uh, element of horror to it that I enjoyed. Um, at least to me, the 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 it, it had elements of horror, and that was Fafner. That um, you know, those those monsters they were up against. Yeah, you know, it, it was. They, oh my God! Um, the fact that they were subjecting children to fight those things, and it was pretty much an undefeatable enemy. And the way those kids went out, horrific. <laughs> and uh, I, I've got to say that, that I yeah, felt like I was it, watching it, Scream, the robot anime. That's but it, but it, but, it, but is it is it horrible because of the way the kids got killed, or was it horrible because it you know it was just a it, it's an unstoppable enemy? I I think yeah. with I think that that's a. I, the, I, I see where you're coming from, but yeah, the, it's like... The, the threat to mankind was the biggest horror yeah. at all. And what they would do, how they would kill people where they would just, you know, just, just wipe them out of existence. Yeah. And you don't know who could die next. That was, those are the elements. It, 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 that's what it felt like a slasher, a slasher anime to me, as well as it being a mecha anime. Yeah. That, well, that, I would point out, horror. like, actual out not horror, let's not forget G Gundam. Yeah, yes, you sir. had uh, you had the Death Army piloted by a bunch of zombies. Yep, and you know those are just dudes that you can't reason with. They just keep coming, and we saw in those like those battles in the first half of the show, mm-hmm. like when they're swarming in in the the Guinea Arc, uh, just waves. And these guys they don't get tired, they don't stop, they just keep going and going and going and going until you're dead. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then they make you part of their armors. Yeah, and then and then they make you one of theirs. So mm-hmm. that was an interesting thing because when had you ever seen that freaking mobile suits with with zombies inside? You can't talk to these guys and say, "Why are we fighting?" <laughs> and, and, and and that's that's an interesting way of doing the uh, the horror genre is making it where you know the typical zombie apocalypse thing is always some type of disease. Well, what if you make it where it's like a technological disease and it just you know it, it just overtakes your body and you're just able to do these things without reason and I, I, I think if you do it in that, that aspect it would be very interesting and, and I mean we, we've seen examples of that before but that would be you know that that would be the way that I think it could be done on, on kind of the mecha scale I don't know yeah. like I said I'm not I'm not I, I don't write television shows I'm not Mr. Television but I do have some, I have some great ideas no that's that's my job yeah, you got I, I'm yeah, Mr. Television. Yeah, well, well, well Solbro is—he's uh, Mr. Movie Maker. He watches a few independent films on Netflix, and before you know it, he's, he's Roger Ebert. There you I, go. I, no, he is Senor Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> new new alias is coming at you. Yeah. Well, that that's it for the mailbag. We're keeping it short this week, so keep on sending them in, and uh, please don't send in massive things that are like 20 paragraphs that means yeah. you move a flaca Damn move. don't take it the wrong way better look next time but all right well um that we'll get things started as um we grown-ass men talk about a children's series in the next segment you're listening to gundam at mahq Frankly, Scarlet, I didn't give a gun damn. From a time long ago, in a basement far away, there comes a time when there's only one hero to protect us all from the trolls, warranted and unwarranted. Is it him? Against Gundam Sea Destiny. It appears destiny is firmly on my side. What? There stands a man who alone will defend the honor of said show for all to enjoy. You're something that shouldn't have been allowed to exist, boy! Just shut up! His name rings out and is like curses to those evil doers. If people learned of your existence, they would want to be just as you are! That name... Chairman 025, Defender of Destiny! You shouldn't blame me! This is mankind's dream! Mankind's desire! Mankind's destiny! Coming this fall on WSBR, your home for DVR hits. Wow, this is pretty cool! What did the anime addicts say when asked who would win in a battle between a magical girl and a team of Pokemon? Who doesn't want to spin around, glow, and have all their clothes fly off? Anime. The battle stops when you do it. You don't have to worry about getting shot. Like, no one ever thinks, oh my god, she's changing. Quick, shoot her. Addicts. First of all, I would say that my Pokemon would not be enticed by your nakedness. 12-year-old breasts and ass are not going to entice my Charmander. Anonymous. I'm eating a sandwich (laughs) calling my bookie because I just stomped your ass. Podcast. 
visit the Anime Addicts at www.aaapodcast.com and iTunes. Here's to being dead. You're taking this extremely well. Taking what extremely well? That I'm here. I don't give a goddamn if you're dead or time traveling or the ghost of Christmas past. All I care about is this whiskey. So bottoms up. Get the hell out of my house. This segment of Gundam at MHQ is sponsored by Champ Sports. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MHQ, and it's time to discuss what you've been waiting for, Gundam Rage. Gundam Rage. Because that's what probably some of some of uh, the internet's is feeling at Gundam Age. It was quite the bombshell when they dropped the uh, information for that series, man. I... Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because this is all kind of old hat for me, but it's also kind of new territory because... Uh... It's, like, it's like riding a bicycle, huh? It's like, you know, well... no, no matter how many years or months that you, you don't have to deal with it, it's like you just get right back into it. And it's like, yep, here we go again. Well, I mean, it's, it's new in the sense that Gundam did not exist before Double O was announced, and... Mm-hmm. Of course, when you guys started talking about Double O, I wasn't on the show yet. Yeah. yeah. So for us, this is all new territory as a group. For me, this is the same old, same old from every few years. Yeah. So as a brief sort of primer, uh, I'll just lay out every few years, a new Gundam show gets announced. Okay. And Western fans always decry it as the end of the world, the end of the franchise. Gundam is ruined. Gundam is dead. Blah, 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 blah. They all become, you know, freaking Gundam Chicken Littles. And you have to remember, the previous Gundam show that was given that same moniker now becomes now it's a instant, classic. Instant classic, yeah. Absolutely. Best thing, best thing since Zeta. <laughs> <laughs> best gun. <laughs> best thing since Double O. Yeah. Worst it's thing a, since Double O. It's it's yeah. Now Double O is like it was done by Tamino back in back in the early '80s, and you know while he was on his well. Mitt. Funny, let me remind you about Double O, because at around this time four years ago was just when we first heard about Double O, mm-hmm. and you had all these idiots decrying it as the end of the franchise, because it was all pretty boys, and it was the character designer worked on a freaking yaoi shonen eye show, so it's going to be pandering to women, and it's just going to be gay guys all over the place, and just gay, 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 gay everywhere. Mm-hmm. Is that but what they, we got? No, we already, no had not that. At all. we already had that in Gundam Wing. <laughs> let's not go to that battlefield again. Let, let, oh, let, damn. Let, let's not forget the ultimate romance, Troa and Catra. <laughs> again, we're not going to that battlefield. <laughs> that battle's been won, huh? Time that battle's been fought too many times. I'm, I'm done with that. Yes, Double O, uh, to the surprise of some who maybe weren't big fans back then, and of course who could not have been listeners to Gundam since it didn't exist, Double O was decried as the end of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Soulbro, many years later, said it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's right. He even guaranteed and it. Trolls, and now the trolls who hate on Gundam Age will agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> 
perhaps even even Zambot three. Yeah, perhaps that's Solbro. He he. I'm he's not to like, find him, and ask him his opinion. He, he he can see into the future, can he? He really it's, knows his stuff. He's just a, a little ahead of his time. An just, unrecognized prophet of the why, times. Why, why, why has Solbro now become the Rock? We just talk to him, talk about him in the third person. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Even Solbro talks about himself in the third person now. That, does. that he does. <laughs> so, oh, so anyway, um, there's a pattern with Gundam shows ever since C. They all air in October of whatever given year, and they're almost always announced mid-June to late June. Right. So, you know, we're now in 2011. It's now been almost four years since Double O aired, and it's been about two years since uh, Season 2 ended. So, you know, we were due for a new show, and there were rumors that something big was going to be announced. It was leaked on Twitter by a uh, Bandai distributor that there was going to be a big announcement coming up in uh, mid-June. And then we heard um, rumors that, yes, indeed, a new Gundam show was going to be announced. Then we heard that some people from... Double O, we're going to be working on it. And then we heard that uh, there was going to be a big, big announcement on June 13th. But a few days before that, as always happens, some leaked magazine scans came out. Mm -hmm. A couple of blurry photos that revealed the series to be Gundam Age, showed off the uh, mobile suits as well as the characters, and uh, the, the Age of Rage began. Nice. <laughs> because you had every fanboy crawling out of every troll cave everywhere proclaiming <laughs> that this is the end of Gundam this is the ruination of the franchise Gundam is over I'm never going to watch it again after Unicorn <laughs> hey Chris I have a question for you is the uh, troll ca cave is it located in the same neighborhood as the bat cave Yes, it is. In the same condo complex? It's, 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 it's an inter, interlocked, you know, system of games. <laughs> the troll cave. Uh, nice. Ugh. So you had all of this rage about three blurry magazine scans. Yes. That looked to be at, like, almost cell phone quality. Mm -hmm. And everyone declaring, again, as they always do, that it's the end of the world, end of Gundam, blah, 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 horrible, it's for kitties, yada, yada. And has led to wonderful comments on the internet. Nice. That I have seen on many sites. And uh, no names shall be named, but one that really amused the hell out of me. Since when is Gundam a kid's show? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. When did that happen? I, I can't remember. Was it? I, I think it happened in 1979 when oh, you okay. had this 15-year-old uh, kid get into this brightly colored war machine and fight against other weird-looking robots and then get... Uh, a bunch of like dumb attachments, like you know, a plane tank thing. And and when and when did Gundam start again? Oh, I believe 1979. Oh, okay, okay. Well then, yeah. I Here's mean, your answer. It, it, it has evolved, and in Jan January it wasn't that way, and then later on in 1979 it was. So yes. <laughs> it, it did not start off as a kid show. Uh, another another comment. Um, Gundam has sold out and become a kiddie show. Uh, wow. Gundam has gone commercialized. Wow, gone commercial. How do you gone commercialize? What I don't understand. Must be uh, somebody that not English is not the first language. I I don't know, but uh, meaning that troll is their first language, <laughs> possibly. So before we start uh, talking about why people hate it, we should talk about what it actually is. Go for so, it. So it's a uh, of course a TV series. It's from the director of the Sergeant Frog movies. Nice. Oh, it features mecha designs from the guy who did 
the Exia and the Double O and a bunch of other stuff in Double O. Mm-hmm. Can't can't believe he sold out because he was just <laughs> it was, he s- s- did such amazing work in Double O and now he's going to do this crap. Interestingly, uh, the story is being done by Level Five, the game studio from Japan that is best known for games like Professor Layton, mm-hmm. Inazuma Eleven, Dragon Quest Eight and Nine, yeah. White Knight Chronicles, and Dark Cloud. So, and, so people that don't know how to write a story, then. So yes. <laughs> On top of that, I I don't know if this is true or not, but I guess um this concept first started as an as the, an disclaimer idea. disclaimer new listeners of Gundam <laughs> always realize whatever whatever Solbro says is probably most likely ninety five percent wrong. Take it with a grain of Morton's. Get, but um, <laughs> get, get ready no. to correct them, uh, Chris, because Chris uh, is like the editor editor in chief of Gundam. <laughs> well, I I read somewhere that um this this actual whole project started out as just a game project and um when, when bandai liked it so much that they decided to develop an animated series around it um you know level nine level i'm sorry level level five. nine <laughs> i can't believe i just said that level, oh my god dude le- level five um was working on a game project that was gundam um, based and um I, I i heard that bandai liked this idea so much that they wanted to actually do a full-blown series on it so it's so it's like that it's like that guy that used to do those razor commercials i liked it so much that i bought the company <laughs> Sort of. Uh, level 5 was involved with a game project. And, wow, Solbro is actually halfway correct on this. Uh, there you go. The president of the studio approached Sunrise because he wanted to do a Gundam show, and he had a concept, and they liked it and decided to make that uh, into a series. Right on. We should reenact that that discussion. Here you go. I got this idea. It's little kids and robots, and they fly through the air, and they blow up things. What do you Brilliant. think? Brilliant. What do you think? Game or show? Game or show? I'm thinking show. I don't know about these games. These video games. Are they ever really going to take off? I don't know. You know, you sit there. These video machines that all these crazy kids are playing these days, it's the newest fad, you know? I, I, I just came to the realization these these talkies, you know, they, they've only been around for 80 years, but, you know, they've really grabbed my attention now. I, I really think they're going to stick around and be the thing of the future. <laughs> but, you know, they're stealing the cartoons on these internet tubes of theirs. <laughs> This was a reenactment of all people involved. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> They're like, it's like the kid, those Guinness guys, brilliant. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You take a you take a giant robot. You take a kid. You make a show. You make a game. What do you do? Brilliant, brilliant. All right. So anyway, uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of a first for the franchise because you know Gundam is always done in house, and now you have this outside development studio from a game studio, no less. Mm-hmm. Working very closely on uh, hatred this building. project. Hatred building. My hate meter is going up now. Yes. <laughs> so what's the story? We have yet another alternate universe, much to the surprise of those who always, like fools, expect there to be a new UC TV show. Yeah. yeah. Hint, the last time we had one was in 1993. It's never Ooh. happened again. Almost 20 years. Jeez. Yes. That's, <laughs> thanks for the math on that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so and, and this it. time... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and remember, you, you did get Nazis in space a couple years ago. So <laughs> yes. if, you watch, if you watch your UC fix, just go to that. There. And, and, now, and now you got Zeon losers who can't give up, who can't quit. <laughs> yeah, that too. Zeon broke back. I can't quit you, Zeon. <laughs> I can't quit you, Federation. I got to keep trying to overthrow you. <laughs> yeah. So this show is set in um, a continuity called Advanced Generation, which 
Sounds like it could be the title for a Pokemon or Super Robot Wars game. <laughs> I think I, I think I bought that game last year for my DS. <laughs> Maybe you did. I don't know. So in uh, in this advanced generation, uh, mankind has colonized space. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. And an unknown enemy attacks. Literally, nobody knows who the enemy is, but they oh. have these things that look like dragons and turn into humanoid things, and you know that's what they are. Right. And uh, we have this. Also, a first for Gundam, a multi-generational story with three generations of the same family serving as Gundam pilots for the Gundam Age, which will evolve over time, Mm -hmm. which has uh, multiple equipment packs, kind of like uh, the Strike Gundam, but kind of different. But same concept. And, um, you know, these, this, these three generations of this family, they all happen to be kids when they fight in the Gundam. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got a question. Even though it's, it's kind of like the Strike with those packs, is it going to have the, uh, the uh, tissue dispenser that the Strike had in it for, especially when Kira was <laughs> doing it for, you know, those, un, those, uh, those b- bouts of crying, crying fits that you have when you're fighting? I think that's, that's a Kira Yamato custom. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... That, in essence, is all that we know about the show. We have a two-and-a-half-minute trailer that aired. It showed some footage. Of course, you see the Gundam. You see it in action. You see the enemies. Uh, you see some homages to stuff because these uh, dragon things, you see three of them in space approaching the civilian space colony. Gee, I wonder where we've seen that before. <laughs> um, I That's think- a first. <laughs> you you <laughs> see the Gundam launching and emerging with like fire and stuff all around it. Hell yeah. Never seen that before. That's a new thing. Uh, you see uh, a mechanic who is a space Santa Claus. I know we've seen that. But no, wait, we haven't. You mean, you mean space Gimli? <laughs> yes, space Gimli, space Santa Claus. Sweet. Uh, there's Haro, who, you know, now is, is uh, confirmed for multidimensional every Gundam now from now on, no matter what. Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> now, what size is this Haro? Is he... Re- he's regulation size. He's regulation size Haro? Regulation size Haro, man. Okay. That's a, it's, it, uh, not, I can not, definitely confirm. Not, not he, he, like... fits, he fits in a little girl's arm, so yeah, he is regulation size. So he, Haro, he, he's Haro. not like, uh, he's not WNBA size like they no, were in no. Steed? The he little fits bitty in ones? Co- he yeah. fits in Kobe Bryant's hand easily. Oh, okay. <laughs> or in Dirk Nowitzki's as he beats the heat. <laughs> Swish. Damn. All right. Regulation. All right. Oh. All right. We're we're doing a totally different type of hate here, not no. not uh, not heat hate. <laughs> we have to focus our hate. Focus. All right. Well, it's not heat hate. It's LeBron hate. But anyways, LeBron, there you go. Whatever. Whatever. Nice. So back, that's about all. <laughs> that's about all we know about the show. And you know, from my perspective, as it always is with Gundam shows, not enough to judge on. But even before we got this trailer, you had again everyone declaring that it's the end of the world and Gundam sucks and it's for kids and I don't want kids shows and blah 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 blah. blah. Let me tell you something. If you've seen, I, the- I, I didn't. I didn't realize you were a fan of Rush Limbaugh. I, I'm not doing any of these kids shows with a Gundam. <laughs> my friends. My fellow Americans. <laughs> Let me tell you how evil Barack Obama is. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, that has got kids in it. <laughs> here's here's a tip for you. Here if, we go. If you if you dislike Gundam Age mm-hmm. uh, from a couple of scans or the trailer, and you think it's gonna, you know, it's gonna suck. You know, it's gonna be garbage. You know, it's the end of Gundam. If you believe all of that, and your primary language is English, Gundam Age is not made for you. <laughs> it absolutely isn't. Are you sure? I thought it was. I'm pretty sure. I thought everything was made for me and to my liking. 
No, it's it's not. Oh, Sorry okay. to break it to you. Damn. But it's not. Back to you the- see, there's this little thing called uh, franchise sustainability. Mm-hmm. And once about every decade, Bandai does a new Gundam show that's designed to bring in the next generation of kids to the franchise so that, you know, it can be sustained once all of these uh, fat otaku die off. Oh, shit. <laughs> or, bur- or, 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 or burn themselves to death as they burn down their mom's house. So. Yes. Now, let's look back at this a little history lesson. So you got G Gundam that showed up in 1994, first alternate universe. It was the end of Gundam, end of everything, end of the world. It's a Street Fighter Gundam. <laughs> that, 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 now it's now it's uh, as great as uh, as Zeta is. <laughs> Dragon Ball Gundam. Yeah, exactly. So what was G Gundam's job? It was to appeal to all these little kids who were too young to watch any of those early UC shows because they were either babies or they were just a glint in their daddy's eye. No doubt. <laughs> or they were conceived during watching those shows. Maybe so. So that's what G Gunno's purpose was, mm. to okay. bring in that new audience. Fast forward to 2002 and Seed shows up. What was the purpose of Seed? Well, it's to bring in the next batch of eight, nine-year-olds who were too young to watch G or Wing or X or Turn A. Yeah, the, right. kid, the kids that were conceived during G Gundam. Yes. Fast forward <laughs> another nine years now to uh, 2011, and here we are with Gundam Age. And what is Gundam Age doing? It's trying to bring in those eight and nine-year-olds who were too young for Seed or Destiny or Double O. Mm. And here we are. And let me tell you what. In ten years from now, we're going to have <laughs> some other show that will be designed for all those little eight and nine-year-olds who were too young to watch Age and whatever the hell comes for the rest of this decade. Chris, and, and, Chris I'd like to say that your, lo- your, your reasoning is logical, but because it is logical, I must hate it because I'm, <laughs> I, must, I, must always, I must always not really look into the things that the way they, they are. So. But I'm a, I'm a fanboy, and I want what I want. Because this has to stay the same way it was for me because I, I have to realize that everything is done for me. Yes. Well, you know, I've said it before on this podcast. And, and, and always remember, too, tastes never change within 10 years. Things yes. never change within 10 years. So Time is frozen and unmoving. Yeah, what was popular 10 years ago is now popular now. You must remember that. Uh, no. So I've said this before on this podcast quite a few times. And I'll say uh, it again. Gundam, Gundam is, always has been, and always will be primarily a toy commercial. Yeah. Whether, no. No. Whether, whether something is designed to no, appeal heart soul, to heart and soul, heart and soul, heart and soul. Yes. No. no. Whether, whether something is designed to appeal to kids or adults, it's still a toy commercial. A toy commercial for an adult is no different than a toy commercial for a kid. Yeah. It has always been a toy commercial. The fact that we get good stories out of these toy commercials is a nice bonus. You're making mm-hmm. too much sense. You're making too much sense here. And, and here's the other thing. Western fans, we've talked about this before. I always hear them crying and whining about what they want to see in Gundam. I want to see a show that's all about adults. I want to see a show with a woman. I want to see... Mm-hmm. Look, if you, I know a lot of you out there. Some of you are listening to this. Probably still think this way. I know you're out there chasing the dream, and it's only a dream, of that ultra-gritty, dark... Gundam show about ugly old men fighting in dirty, <laughs> run-down mobile suits. Mm. You, know you're out, you know you're out there. Oh my god. 
Mm. <laughs> you're up. I've seen you. I've interacted with you. So, so you're saying there's people out there that want a Gundam show that is all the characters look like Ramba Rawl, including the um, including the women. <laughs> they want so, so characters but... to look like Ramba Rawl and Marcus Phoenix, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the suits are all like dirty and gray and run down, and you know they want to see the triumph of the grunt over the the, the special Gundam. Basically, oh. they want a Gundam show where not a single thing in it is anything remotely like Gundam. Aren't they looking for the wrong franchise then? I mean, if they want that, why don't they go watch Votoms or something? You know, I mean, you, you, you get that well, in there. Votoms and doesn't have that to that extreme. What they want is yeah. something like Tech yeah, Warrior or Battletech or Armored Core. And that's not what Gundam's about. Yeah. I mean, be honest with you. I mean, it, it, uh, most, most of the Gundam series, I'd say, I'd say the majority of them usually have shiny mobile suits and, and, and usually there's some utopian elements to each series, even though it's not always, you know, it's, it's usually Hell. not a perfect situation. But... Hell, even in Nazis in space, uh-huh. it, it, everybody was still pretty. Even, you know, wannabe Colonel Clink with his, you know, I gotta hear my gloves creasing and stuff like this. He was still a pretty guy. He wasn't all grizzled and, you know. Hell. Well, even with, even with, uh, uh, with, with the 8th MS team, which, you know, it was guerrilla combat, you know, it, it, it still looked, you know, mighty clean for, for what it was. And, you know, you, you, in, the, in, in that situation, it wouldn't be that nearly that way, but it's Gundam. So, you know, there's, there's going to be that always that element there. But go ahead, Chris. You know, and I, I know you all have heard these complaints, too, like, oh, why can't there be a show that's like 8th MS team or 083 and with adults and rah, 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 rah. Well, there's a reason why those series are OVAs and not yes. TV shows. Absolutely. If you've noticed, if you've actually paid attention when you watch Gundam, uh, have you ever noticed that almost every single one of the TV shows stars kids? Mm. (laughs) Once again, you're making too much sense. We only have two exceptions to this. One is G Gundam, where Domon was 20, and of course we know G Gundam destroyed the franchise. (laughs) Eviscerated it. Never never, never will be the same. And the other is... uh, Season two Setsuna in double O because even in season one he was your typical Gundam kid. Yeah. But he grew up into a man. And he yeah. was surrounded by men. So those are your two standouts. But every other freaking show is all about kids. And these three kids that are in this new show age, they are thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, which puts them in the same age range as Uso, oh. who was yeah. thirteen, Judo, who was fourteen, and Amuro, Hiro, and Garrett, who are all 15. So what yeah. the hell are you talking about? Are the kids are... Damn, someone's done their homework. <laughs> Once again, you're making too much sense. Damn, the lawyer in Chris is coming out. <laughs> who do you think I... Who the hell do you think I am? You know, yes, the character designs are young-looking. That's because it's supposed to appeal to kids, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's, you know, a show for babies in diapers. Because here's another issue. I'm sure right. you, you all will uh, have some comments on this. Okay. Um, kids' show means different things in different parts of the world. I thought you were yeah. going to go Hulk in a second. I, I was like, <laughs> Hulk, <laughs> Hulk smash! Kids' show mean different thing, Hulk. Like kids' show. Drunk Hulk like kids' show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in America, we might think of a kids' show as being, uh, say, Dora the Explorer. Yeah. But, say, in Britain, back in the 60s, there's a little show called Doctor Who that was a kid's show. Wow. 
Hmm. Interesting. And that is, you know, one of the uh, most beloved and long-running franchises ever. Yeah. And start off as just being a kid's show. What, what, how do you think Dora the Explorer would be received if you put a Gundam in Dora the Explorer? She got one. <laughs> she could do a lot more exploring with a Gundam. No doubt. Instead of just running around with her and... What is her brother's like Santiago or something? Or I forget what Diego. Go Diego. Go. Yeah. No doubt. So. <laughs> sure, she could. I'll but adore. Uh, you know what? The point is, what's considered a kids show in America is not mm-hmm. the same as what's considered a kids show in Japan. I mean, in Japan, yeah. Gundam Seed passes as a kids show, even with you know the Orville Rettenbacher uh, people popping. Yeah, <laughs> that counts what as a- being okay in a kids show. On, on, on top of that, you got shows like Shinchan. Which is considered a kids' show in Japan, but you, you got to show that on Adult Swim here in, here in America, because <laughs> there's there's a lot of adult content in that show. So well, I mean, you have and to a lot it. of those so-called kids' shows from Japan, when they've aired in America, not on Adult Swim, they've uh-huh. been censored because they don't match the ridiculous standards we have for kids' shows over here. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, but, and you got to remember the American the American consumer when it comes to an animated feature, if uh, it can only be watched by adults. If it's got like dick jokes in it and i mean because that's that's what it is it's like you know all these idiots sit here and watch like um they talk about cartoons and stuff but all these idiots sit here and watch like family guy and this crap and it's like why because it's got dick jokes and old fucking 80s references i mean come on <laughs> that that's cool yes it is so <laughs> Go ahead. You, you have that issue and, and tied into this just because something is a kid's show doesn't mean it can't be good Kids show and quality are not two things that are mutually exclusive. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't see where people are coming off with that bullshit. Suddenly um, now it's the case. Here's another little pro tip for you. Look outside of Gundam. Almost all the anime you see is for kids and teenagers. It's not for you. Yeah. Mm. If you are a grown man in your 20s or 30s and you're complaining about uh, a Gundam show being targeted at kids, <laughs> then... You need you really to seriously look, look in the mirror. at that. Yeah. Yeah, because you're whining more than the kids that this show is meant for. Yeah, it's time for some Thank self-reflection. You. <laughs> you know, I, I am a 31-year-old man, and I watch robot cartoons, and I don't give a flying fuck about it because I like them. Yeah, there you go. But I'm not I don't need to justify it. that. And I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and complain to go, oh, my God, I'm not watching this show because it's for kids. It's like, what the hell? Wait a second. Yeah. It's always been for kids. Now, before anyone accuses me of being a hypocrite, uh, which I'm sure they will anyway, yes, uh, back in the day, I did not like G and Turn A at first glance because mm-hmm. I had a very narrow vision of what I thought Gundam should be. And the reason yep. I come down so hard on people is because I used to be one of those guys until Thank I you. saw the light. Yeah, on the on the um on on Gundam Gundam.net when I posted uh my thoughts on that I brought that up in there too. It's like you know Chris Chris and I used to be this way. Oh, you know, we, we soul. Used to- <laughs> soul, bro. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, G Gundam's good. No, I'm not gonna watch it. It's yeah, it's all ridiculous character designs. I want to see like I want to see a story that matters, and it's got all this rage, and it's got this you know these complicated relationships. I don't want to see some guy just fighting through the gauntlet of you know game of death is that Dump. a historical quote <laughs> it's a historical quote yeah, it, basically it's it's like now uh, I, i'm at a i'm at a haters anonymous meter and, meeting and i get up and say hi my name is sobo ryu and i used uh, and i and i and, and i'm a hater <laughs> I'm, I'm a recovering hater five I'm years reco- five years 
Well, you, you, you should always you should always remember hate is good, but it's only good in certain ways, like the, like the way that the general shows us how yes. to hate. So, and on the same line, someone might say, "Oh, but a few years ago, you shit it all over SD Gundam Force." Yeah, and I would say yes because one, compared to other SD Gundam shows, it was not funny. Yeah, and two. Even from the perspective of a kid's show, it was pretty crappy at first. Yeah. It did get better later on because shock, I can look at things from perspectives other than my own. I know this comes as a surprise to some people. I do not always view everything through the lens of a 31-year-old man. <laughs> I, can, I can enjoy things that are not necessarily made for me. I'm watching Transformers Prime. I enjoy it. I am playing Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Wii and enjoying the hell out of it. Is that mm. game made for me? Hell no. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And where's my serious, dark, mature Kirby? <laughs> he's, he's got like a headband, and he's got like a scar over his right eye, and you know, he's got like a uh, uh, five-day stubble on his face. Yeah. Nice. And he's, the and way he looks when he, when he sucks in uh, Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, and, and I think that's what you have to, and I think that you bring up a good point when it comes to SD Gundam Force is I don't have that much of a problem with SD Gundam Force because I, I do agree with you too. It, it got better, but it was it was kind of a silly. It was even though it was a kid show, and you knew it was a kid show, it was, it was still, pretty bad for a kid show. But it's like, yeah, oh, geez, yeah. dude, um. I need up. I need authorization before I can use my beam rifle. I can't do that. Or I'm I'm the Zaku. I'm gonna do something evil. Because <laughs> because I mean even even though kids are kids, even they're not that stupid when it comes to yeah. stuff. I mean when you when you're eight or ten years old, something. Because I, I can remember as being a kid when I was eight or ten years old, looking back yeah. at some of the stuff I watched, I was like, yeah, this this show sucks, and it's just yeah. it's I haven't forgotten stupid. what it's like to be a kid. So if I was watching SE Gun Force as a kid, I I know I would think to myself, wow, this thing is pretty freaking stupid. <laughs> and that's the perspective from which I, re- I reviewed it. And before anyone brings it up, because I know someone might, yes, someday I will finish reviewing that damn show. Don't ask me when, but I will. There you go. And, and, and the proof is in the pudding because SD Gundam Force didn't last that long on there so it's like they weren't even getting the ratings and you know people you know people think that like kids don't know what's good they don't know There's the reason why we never got the second season on tv yeah. they only they dumped it on dvd like five or six years later yeah just mm-hmm. to get very it, quietly just, just to get it out of their coffers <laughs> it's like we gotta we gotta we gotta let's, dump let's this not stuff. waste all of our money let's throw yeah. this out there maybe some sucker will buy it uh, peter no Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Well, you say uh, sucker that'll buy anything. I always think of Peter, so. Yeah. Well, to take this to a related point, something that we've talked about a lot before, Transformers fans. Mm. All right. Heart and soul. Yes, heart and soul. We've talked about these guys. They're known. They're, these are the hardcore fans that, even within the fandom, are ridiculed and called G1ers. <laughs> they, never, they never tried to sell you anything in Generation 1. It was all about... The battle between the evil, the evil Decepticons and the good Autobots for domination of Energon in in Earth it was never yeah. about selling Optimus Prime or no, selling the o- or the Omega Supreme hundred dollar uh, thing that you would. It was, it was never about that. No, never. Because I remember as a kid watching. Transformers Generation One, and as I, I saw the light of Moses. As, oh, robot Moses. <laughs> I can I can remember those you know those commercial breaks, and it was always about like um, you know like uh, uh, brokerage houses and how to plan for the future cars. <laughs> it, it, they never showed commercials like 
Captain Crunch or and it, it's just what led you to your and, to your current career path. Yes, because I <laughs> because I, I no, I'm being facetious. Every time I watched the damn show, it was like as soon as you got with the show, it's like here buy Starscream and Thundercracker, and it's like blah blah blah, and then you know Captain Crunch, and then it was like you know Capri Sun, and then it mm-hmm. was GI Joe, and then it's like before you went back, it's like Optimus Prime. How do you help hey. us? Buy the Optimus Prime game set. Blah blah blah. It's, hey, hey man, you even had the occasional My Little Pony commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Do well, not I, freaking mention My Little Pony, because that's a whole lot. Uh, uh, the the internet is being infested by ponies. I will not suffer ponies in this podcast. Ooh, well, hey. damn. I'm, I will, will shut my mouth. Right. You better. <laughs> you know what's good for you. Hey, what's wrong with ponies, man? We need them. Back in the day, don't, they were trans- don't, don't, don't be a brony, because that's that's a scary thing. In I'm, not, I'm not being a brony. I'm just saying. I don't have hatred to ponies. No, bronies are dudes who are grown men who love My Little Pony. The new My Little Pony. Oh, my God. I don't that's- love My Little Pony, but I I don't have a pro- well, Dude, that's like one step away from jabroni. <laughs> is it just, Which- even, even the jabronis wouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway... I, 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 I was gonna say something about the Brony thing, but I don't want to be complained. I don't yeah, want to get let's... the uh, the uh, Tracy Morgan hate. <laughs> oh, yes, please, <laughs> please, yeah, especially that, please. But, uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> the comments of Neo do not represent the comments of Goddamn MHQ. They are solely his own opinions. <laughs> Email any hate to neomhq at gmail.com. <laughs> anyway, All these right. G1ers are a group of people who, as we've discussed at length before, mm-hmm. they cannot accept anything that is not G1. For them, time stopped moving in 1984. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know, they hate on every new Transformers show without fail, no matter what. They just hate, 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 hate on it. I remember about right. three years ago, I'm sure you recall this, Soul Bro, when mm-hmm. Animated was allow- an- announced. Yeah. All You could take all of the comments about Gundam Age, cut and replace Gundam Age <laughs> with Transformers Animated, same thing. It's true. It's oh, true that the kid, it's the end of Transformers, it's garbage, not like Generation One. It just, it just goes to show that you know, no matter what you announce on the internet, everybody has a knee-jerk response. Yeah, a knee-jerk response, and you haven't watched it yet. Like when they announced the, the, anime. This is why I, uh, this is why I encourage the internet caps because all these broke-ass people, they won't, they won't, they won't be on there as much because they have to keep their be within their bandwidth. So the problem, the problem bring, is bring, just bring it on internet people. I want, I want one gig caps on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the problem with that is is even even to talk shit on the internet doesn't take up next to exactly. nothing in 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 bandwidth so people still do it regardless yeah, but, but um playing like uh your online games at the same time that means they'll get there quicker so i just just folks have just have they have diarrhea of the mouth nowadays they don't have they don't take a wait and see approach they don't want to actually try to wait until a series starts like you have a two minute trailer for gundam age a two minute trailer i was about to curse um and um we already have no doubt but um uh, if anything you have a two minute trailer and people are already plotting out the entire 50 or so episode series well even before that trailer. before when there was the three blurry scans we had people yeah. even on mecha talk one one uh one idiot troll who was predicting uh-huh. predicting that it's going to be garbage and it's going to be uh gundam for the naruto crowd i say like, how, how do you even know this how, how do you know this? Because well, he does. Because he, he's yeah. not. He says you don't need to be a rocket scientist to know this. Well, uh, and, 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 like, and no, you just need Gundam, to be a troll. 
and Gundam 00 turned out Gundam tur- Gundam 00 turned out to be a yaoi fest with with you know just well, that's just, a classic now uh, yeah exactly but I'm just saying it's like it, I'm I'm just feeding off of the old uh, the old expectations well, of what Gundam 00 was hell I didn't even care too much for the art style at first in Gundam 00 because I thought that that's you know I thought they were going to pander towards the women and that it was the show was going to suffer for it but I didn't really verbally say anything about that that was just at the back of my mind I still wanted to watch the show to see how it panned out and from the first episode i was hooked from the first episode it's like we know oh we know we know you got sucked into the legend of the king no 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 doubt this guy's (laughs) gonna do something (laughs) no but i'm gonna he's gonna go places you see i'm (laughs) telling you he's gonna he's gonna rise to the top of the stars you know this but it was it was the moon and back he's got the (laughs) exit you got this other guy grammy he's an ace pilot but man that guy in the background there getting yelled at by his girlfriend I see him going places. This is a guy that... That kid's got moxie. I like where he's going. <laughs> he's a man's he's man. He's got a good fight in him. Oh, he's going to yeah. take it all the way to the top. There's nothing brony about this guy. This guy is going to be the... He's, you know, the coming of... It's the, coming the second of, coming of King Arthur, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, see? F you both. I'll even... I'll give, you a, I'll give you a guarantee on that, see? Your money back. Your and, bandwidth and, back, see? And the world, the world quietly awaits to see who's going to get the Shaji, Shaji Crossroad Award in Gundam Age when it begins. Don't worry. Well, I'll we'll, make sure we'll to see. announce it. No I, doubt. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But um, I'm going to introduce something here at this point. We've talked in the past about the Sonic cycle. Yeah. Which is the endless raging of bitchy Sonic fans who also, uh, you know, go nuts every time a new Sonic game is announced. Mm-hmm. because it's the new devil, and yeah. they want it to appeal to them when it's meant to appeal to little kids, since those are the yeah. ones who buy it. Absolutely. Yet these guys buy it anyway after complaining. Mm-hmm. The old, the good old complain and buy <laughs> attitude, which translates to anime to complain and watch, because you know all these bastards who are hating on this show. They're just going to watch every damn episode. Well, it's not, it, well, you got to remember, these are the people that don't complain and buy. This is complain and download. Yeah. yeah. So but, um, well, Don't give them that much credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, You've seen the Sonic cycle. Now you're going to see the Gundam cycle because I've laid this out. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and you heard it here first, folks. First time in the it. world. World exclusive. Gundam. Let's Gundam do it. cycle. Okay. Step one. Bitch about how the last Gundam show was either filled with too many Gundam cliches or was too different and not Gundam. Step two. New show gets announced. Bitch about how it's completely full of Gundam cliches or too different and is not Gundam. Okay. Step three. Oh. Show airs. Bitch about how much it sucks because it's either filled with too many Gundam cliches or is too different and is not Gundam. Mm. (laughs) Number four. Show ends. Bitch about how much the show sucked because it had too many Gundam cliches or was too different and not like Gundam. Mm. Step five. New Gundam show gets announced. Bitch about how it's too different and is not Gundam or is full of Gundam cliches. And there's your Gundam cycle. Oh, you forgot, oh. You, you forgot step six, or to be part of step five, is previous show that sucked or was not like Gundam, now instant classic. That depends, because <laughs> some people are still hating on Double O, and some are now at least saying, well, at least Double O doesn't look as bad as this one. So Double O is not quite ascended yet to the status of, you know, uh, classic. Yeah. Only season well, one. Yeah, well, Age has got to go into second season. So that's because uh, since Gundam Double O was split in half, it actually got hit twice by the Gundam cycle. Instead yeah, of, yeah, it did. So season one has passed, has ascended into the heaven, into the Buddha of, of Gundamhood, of being mm-hmm. original and awesome. Season two and the movie are still kind of there in the murky hell of shit sucks. <laughs> 
It's still got to work its way out. It's still got to work its way out. So it's, it's going to be there for a few more years before the whole show gets uh, gets up there. I, it'll take it. It'll take a decade, like G Gundam. I I, th- I think a, I think a lot of I think a lot of what this is, and this is my other theory about the internet, is the um, mm-hmm. how everything is an extreme now on the internet. Like it, it and it. it Gundam's just an example, but it's always like if there's a movie or a television show, oh, this is the best thing ever, or this is the worst thing ever. And, you know, if you try to do comparisons of other things and if they're rightfully compared or whatever, it still doesn't matter. It's like, okay, because this is new, it's it's kind of the prisoner of the moment type mm-hmm. of uh, mentality of, okay, this movie is this is the greatest movie ever, and it's even better than these other movies because they were old or something like that, or you know, right. it, it's the same thing. Well, everything is either amazing or terrible. There's nothing. Yeah, in yeah. There's no in between. You, There's you no. Can't, you can't have it where you can just say it was good, but I'm not gonna, you know, because I always have the contention of when it goes to a movie or something like that. When I go and see a movie, I'll sit there and say I'll watch it. And I'll be like, okay, it was good, but when it comes out on Blu-ray. I'm not going to buy it. You know, it was, I don't, I don't have a problem sitting there saying it was good, but I'm not going to sit here and obsess about this. It's, and I think that that's, that's the issue that we have here is it's just well, like, there's, well, we talked about tree. this recently in chaos theater, latest episode out now, download it on iTunes. Oh yes. Uh, in slain the sacred cow, we talked about video games and about rating systems in, yeah. in reviews. And we're talking about how these days, especially with video games, if something doesn't get a nine or a 10, it sucks. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. It's garbage. Yeah. Eight point five garbage has yeah. to be a nine or ten. It's like you have a ten point scale, but you're only allowed to use two points because anything else is garbage. So this or, is sort of the same thing. Everything has if, to be amazing or terrible. And you have to remember, or, if it gets a ten, it's the greatest of all time. Or, or, yeah. or what's even, or what's even worse, the Metacritic whores that look at Metacritic and and look look to see what a, what a, what a game aggregates. Oh, we skewered the hell out of Metacritic. Oh, so you I can only imagine. Oh, I plan on it. Got it downloaded. But, I, I, um, I shat all over Metacritic, <laughs> then vomited on it, and then gave nice. me a golden shower. Mm. Nice. Well, I, I wanted to expand on what um what what Neo was saying too. Uh, when it comes to extremes, th- th- no one seems to even want to uh, it, uh, to elaborate on what they've seen and um and, and and break down its pros and its cons. It's either got all cons or all pros. Yeah. You know, no one wants to actually sit there and and actually deliberate just a little bit uh, thoughtfully on you know if the show if if this show even has any possible pros at all. It's either straight crap or straight awesome, and it's I, I, you know. I, 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 you know, I, I, I've expanded on my thoughts about that online, and you know, I, I, I noted some of the uh, mostly to me it's pros, but there were a few cons I, I noted, and it's I don't know how you how people can just, just, just uh, but my, 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 my big problem is this I, I, I don't mind if people actually say what they feel at the time, especially you know if 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 they have a bad feeling about something, that's fine. You can expand, you can say what you want. But don't write the show off. That's, it's that's okay my to have concern. misgivings, and I don't yeah. want to make it seem like I'm attacking Not anyone at who criticizes this because exactly. you can have misgivings about the mecha design or the character mm-hmm. design. That's cool, but don't write it off and say, yeah. oh, this, this is garbage just from blurry yeah. scans or the trailer. And, 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 and on the yeah. side note, don't attack me because I'm like I'm not offended <laughs> like you are. Just yeah. because, just because I, you know, okay, I'm looking at this stuff. Uh, yeah, okay, they're little kids. The mecha design, it's a little, it's it's a little more 
cartoony. It's not as it's not as gritty and all that stuff. But you know what? Um, just because it's not bothering me, mm-hmm. don't sit there and say that I don't know anything or I'm stupid or you're you know or, or or the you know the classic thing that I'm sure that Chris has heard through Mecha Talk or through MAHQ and you know that even you know um, uh, douchebags on the internet say about Gundam at times that we're shrills for Bandai. <laughs> you know, just, just because, if only just. <laughs> Yeah, really. Well, you know, I want to I want to be clear. I'm not a white knight for Gundam Age, you yeah. know. I'm yeah. attacking the ignorant attitude. It wouldn't matter what show yeah. it is. However, oh, yeah. if there's anyone who would benefit from this show being good, it's me because if it sucks, I'm doubly screwed having to review it on MHQ yeah. and then talk about the damn thing here. So Yes. <laughs> I, I want this damn show to be good. Woo. That doesn't mean and, that I'm I'm uh, declaring it to be a masterpiece. It could very yeah. well be garbage. We won't but we won't know that until it actually airs. And, yeah. and, I mean, and you know what? There's many there's many examples of movies and television shows and even games that you sometimes have to go back even years after they've been done. I mean, Chris mentioned it earlier when it came to him in G Gundam and Turn A and, and things like that is, you know, you sit there and just because maybe it didn't work at that moment in time when it came out, it doesn't mean in the end that it's not going to be good. I mean, like you said, Gundam Age could be crap right now and then, you know, two years from now, it could be look or 15 years from now, it could be like, yeah, this is some of the greatest storytelling. It was just way b- uh, before its time. You just don't know. So. Well, here's an example, a perfect example of that from the game world that luckily I do not have to eat crow about. Mm-hmm. Wind Waker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wind Waker is like a freaking classic now. Everybody. Wind Waker, when this, you know, when this game was announced with its cel-shaded style, everyone was hanging on, oh, this is garbage for kids. It's Zelda with a C. <laughs> That's so funny. Get it? It's Zelda because it's cel-shaded. <laughs> good, good one, troll. Yeah. And everyone hated it. It's getting stuck. It shouldn't be like adult, like Ocarina of Time, and just garbage with the kids, and the cartoons, and <laughs> And then as soon as the freaking game came out and people played, they're like, oh my god, this game is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 11 out of 10. Yeah, opinions, opinions completely changed. <laughs> completely changed. I, 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 love, I love troll math. 11 out yeah. of 10. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, I, I, I know people like to, uh, to, to crap on uh, Mecha Talk and say that, you know, they can't go there and, and voice their, their opinions on something. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you go there and you, um, you actually explain your point of view with some kind of intelligence... Um, it you know we at Mecha Talk uh, I know a lot of people enjoy the uh, the discourse of a difference of opinion and you and you can go there and you can debate about Gundam Age and other things and um you know uh, you know and 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 even if you don't see eye to eye at least you had that discussion. Well, here's the and, key and, point: and, freedom mm-hmm. of expression is not freedom from criticism. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's exactly. Like, oh, it's, it's my opinion. Like, well, you know, it's like that saying: opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them. Just yeah. because you have an opinion doesn't mean it's valid because if that opinion is rooted in ignorance, as in, I saw three blurry scans, therefore this show is garbage, yeah. your opinion doesn't really hold any weight. Well, and the other if you're, thing. If you're judging a show from a couple of scans or from yeah. one YouTube video. Well, yeah, the other, exactly. and the other thing comes down to it is you can have your opinion, but I don't have to share the same opinion. And, yeah. and you have to, I can respect the fact that you have that opinion, but in the end, you have to respect the fact that I may have an opinion that's different from yours. That's exactly. that's what people do. It, you know, it's it it always goes down to that whole uh, what is it the whole freedom of speech argument. Freedom of speech yeah. is, isn't there for um, speech that we all agree with. It's there for speech that we don't agree with. So 
it's the same thing with this. It's like, just because I don't agree with you, don't attack me, don't sit there and say this. You know what? If you're put off by it, great. That's fine. But don't sit there and, and you know, you know the, 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 the revolutionary troll mentality of like, I have to carry the flag and I have to tell the masses that this is going to suck. And if they don't realize that... If they don't agree with me, then they're 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 you know they suck they're, too and blah 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 and it's like it's oh. either it's it's either you're with me or against me that 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 yeah. kind of mentality and you know that, that crap has just got to go, it really does. Well, I have well, one final point to make before leading us into a mailbag question that, as I mentioned earlier, I was pulling out of the mailbag to yes. discuss here because it's gonna major related. And that final point is a lot of people are commenting about all oh, the character designs. It's all little kitties, even though as we mentioned uh, these kids are the same age as half of the Gundam pilots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. And I think that this insecurity comes from the fact, and this is something that most of us have probably experienced, a lot of people are not accepting of anime. Yeah, and yeah. there have been times, I'm sure all of us experienced this, I know I certainly have, where if someone who's not an anime fan finds out that I'm an anime fan, they'll say, oh, how come you're watching those kids' cartoons? <laughs> and, you know, it's not a nice feeling that, you know, someone is basically like shitting over something that you enjoy and completely dismissing it out of their own ignorance because right. who likes that feeling? No one. No, no one. one does. So I think for some people, they feel insecure because they've had those experiences or they fear having those experiences. So they have to um, justify to themselves internally and to the world that anime is all serious stuff for adults. And not every anime out there is like a Satoshi Kon movie. In fact, most of it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> not every anime is like Ghost in the Shell. Or an Otomo film or, or even a Miyazaki film. Yeah. Well, but Miyazaki is, is meant to appeal to uh, a wide audience that can be enjoyed yeah. by kids and adults. Gee, isn't that kind of like Gundam? Mm. <laughs> so once again, you're making too much sense in this whole argument. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, I think that they they can justify like, oh, but Gundam 00, yeah, it has robots, but it had lots of, you know, political debates and discussions and issues, you know, about terrorism and politics and war, blah, 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 blah. So it's and not a kid's show. That's Space Obama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then Gundam Age comes along with kids who are young looking and, you know, all of the merchandising, and it's really hard to try. You have to twist yourself into knots to try to justify to yourself that that's a serious adult show. Yeah. And you, you also got to look at the, the flawed logic behind a lot of these people, too. A lot of these people that are bitching about um, Gundam Age, a lot of them will sit there and say they love things like Gal Gygar, which is completely... Exactly. It would be hypocrisy yeah. because if you yeah. like Gal Gygar, which is about a kid... Yeah. yeah. And it's so it's so kid stuff, but... you know, the commercial. Thing is, it's so commercial. And, you know, but the thing about it is it's just good fun to watch. I mean, and mm -hmm. this might be the same thing with Gundam Age, you know? Yeah. I don't Not know. Not everything has to be a serious artist masterpiece yeah. no it doesn't uh, like like i said on facebook it's the young blood's turn now it always happens every few years this is chris had mentioned um they they shift the uh they skew the uh the demographic to watch a gundam show towards a much younger set let them enjoy it let them let get them, in on it on the fun yeah, and, it's not just and, for you and extract something from that series that you might pull in they always sunrise has always been good about if they if they focus on children and they focus on a younger 
younger viewer set. They always are pretty good in in in, in still putting in mature themes yeah. and still putting in a compelling storyline that can still be enjoyed years later or by people who are late to discover the series. And on top of that, the biggest benefit to Gundam Age is that we have three generations, which means we have three stories to tell. And you don't know exactly what the tone will be each series. I'm hoping that the tone is different each each generation so that different demographics may be able to enjoy the series more and more and we get we get so much of, of what we enjoy over uh, various Gundam series all put into one Gundam series. We, I hope that all the leads are different. I hope all the stories are different. I I, I don't want it to be a wash, rinse, repeat um, each season, or I wouldn't say season, but each each section of uh, of age. But I, I hope that they take full advantage of that generational storyline. And, you know, in the end, it'll still be a core series for kids to watch, but but to, um, to, to, to insert in... Um, you know, some kind of depth so that there's some kind of payoff at the end of the series well, for we'll, enjoying all three generations. We'll so. see. And here's my really yeah. last point before this mailbag question wrap us up. All right. If you do not like what you see of age or you watch the first few episodes and you don't like it, um, well, here's some news for you. There's 11 other Gundam TV shows out there. <laughs> there are countless OVAs and movies. If you don't like age... Yeah, don't have to watch it. I don't want to hear, and I'll tell this right now. I don't want to hear this excuse of, oh, it's Gundam. I have to watch all of it. Bullshit. There ain't nobody who has to watch all of Gundam except me and these two other fools on this podcast. No doubt. And if you think about it, most of the people who are complaining about Gundam Age probably have not seen any other Gundam series, but probably one or two. So well, I, I don't and, know about that. There's probably it's probably yeah, a mix of yeah, arts as well the, as yeah. yeah. But, but if they, if they if they've seen more than several, they should already know that this is something that happens in cycles, and they should already know better than to complain yeah, about facts, what Gundam Age what, looks like. What do facts matter when you're angry and you want to make your point? Yeah, and, and, what, yeah. and once again, you're making sense. <laughs> so I don't want to hear this of oh I have to I have to watch it. No, you do not have to watch it. I have to watch it whether I like it or not. That's my yeah. job. The only thing I have to do is pay taxes and die in the end. That's all I got to do. Nobody is holding a gun to your head and saying, you're going to watch this crap kitty cartoon with the robots and you're going to like it. Yeah. So well, don't give me that bullshit. I don't know, Chris, because a couple of years ago, Tamino did show up at my house and did that. <laughs> Well, that's, that's Sounds a personal like a, problem. Yeah. Sweet. I don't know how he got my address, but he, he was here. And he knows. He boy, knows. He, he, God, he makes a mess of everything. So <laughs> I'm going to close this out with a, uh, a mailbag question that we're plucking out of the mailbag, which comes from a uh, new listener named Timber Newtype. Nice. He says, I know you are probably inundated with comments slash hate about the new Gundam series, Gundam Age, but I was wondering your take on it. Well, we've already laid that out. Now, this is the interesting part. As a father of a four-year-old boy who loves any kind of Gundam design, I am specifically talking about the prospect of the show being targeted to a younger audience. I see a lot of people who automatically are spitting vitriolic remarks just because it's not what they want to see. I am totally on board with a show like this, especially since it is a very, it's very difficult to find a show that is acceptable for a four-year-old boy who loves Gundams. Thanks for considering this question, and thanks for the hours of entertainment you provide for this fan. Now look at that oh, right there. How wow. much more beautiful can you get than father and son? Not yeah. mother and child, but father and son. <laughs> well, if it was mother and child, they'd, they'd, be, they'd be going out the airlock. Yeah, yes. That wouldn't end well. But look at that. Father and son. Daddy loves his mobile suits, and so does Junior, whatever Junior's name is. Mm-hmm. Oh. That, that is a... That is a Outstanding question, too. He wants yeah, something they can both enjoy together. 
is that then yeah. that is the point of something like this like Gundam Age because yeah. most Gundam appeals to more than one audience just because it's not made for you doesn't mean it can't appeal to you and you should recognize that same with Transformers it's not always yeah. about appealing to these hardcore G1ers they want to have some new kids enjoy it because guess what you hardcore G1ers when you enjoyed that show you were a little kid yeah. yes you just happened wow. to be the first of the little kids to enjoy it there have been many little kids who have enjoyed it since then there will be many little kids who continue to enjoy it when you're old and gray and you're dead uh, damn Chris you dropping I'm trying to get you, generational multi-generational here you were dropping gems on their melons man yes <laughs> and, 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 and nothing would be sweeter when I'm an old man pooping in a bag that I'm there with my 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 kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids enjoying some Gundam as a, as as they feed me strained peas and I poop in that bag and, and you say well you see junior back in my day we didn't have this five-dimensional anime you had to watch it on a thing called a television with your <laughs> eyes and, and you know what's funny is like cyber brain as, as, as everything's so citrical like by the time that happens like Amaro's fro will be back in style so nice. that'll be back that'll be like this reminds me of those old uh, the old the original you know <laughs> and it's gene outfit too back, it, back it, it, day, you had to build the model kits yourself, they weren't pre-assembled sentient robots. <laughs> you, you, you didn't wish them, you didn't wish them to go, to, go together. <laughs> yeah. Man. Isn't that all what we want, though? We just want to watch Gundam as we're old with our kids when we're pooping in bags. Hey, man, I'm, I'm envious of Timber New Type, man. If, if, if you now have a series that you can share with your son... And um, I, I, I hope you both get uh, plenty of enjoyment out of it. That is, And there you go. You have thing. someone who is seeing it from a perspective beyond that of just the raging fanboy who wants what he wants, even though he knows he's not going to get it. Because that's always been my thing with anything, mm-hmm. whether it's anime or a game or whatever. Um, don't hold it against a game mm-hmm. for not delivering something you expect at the game or whatever, never intended to give to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. If they never promised you a certain thing, don't hold it against that game for not giving you that thing or that Absolutely. anime or whatever. Right, that is true. All right. You know, Gun- Gundam Age is not promising itself to be, uh, you know, uh, Gundam the Pacific or Band <laughs> or Band of Gundam or Gundam of Brothers. Gundam Pacific, huh? Ooh, or Band of man. Band of Gundam. Band of Gundams. Don't. <laughs> Don't go expecting it. To, don't go expecting it to be that. It is not. It is not that. It yeah. never has been. It yeah. never will be. <laughs> Maybe one day in OVA form, but that's about as close as it ever gets. Well, I mean, you, you, Chris brings up a great point. It's like just yeah. because there were some incarnations that were darker than others doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that every incarnation after that has to be the same way. So you know, and and, that, and that's what's great about franchises like this. You're always able to reinvent the storytelling. You know, you might have a dark one. You know, okay, Double O is all political and stuff like this. Well, this one looks like it might be a little bit more lighthearted. Hell, yeah. we don't even know. We, we don't even know. I mean, until... And it, you could might, be, it could be a murderous show. I mean, the freaking yeah. trailer already showed the first main character at age seven watching his mom get killed in front of him in flaming debris. Yeah. yeah. So, That's I mean... That's not exactly like diaper material. No, man. She got straight and, barbecue. And, and, and let's... Re- <laughs> Let, let's let's remember Uso and Uso and Mom's head in the helmet. So I mean, it's. Yeah. I'm sure if you looked at the character designs of V out of context back in 1993, yeah, you're like, yeah. Well, look at this! It's all a bunch of kids everywhere, and look, there's a dog and a baby. 
But this is some old bullshit. Uh, and then look how uh, V turned out. Yeah, oh that was god. that was a straight up murder fest. Oh my god! Like Woo. I told the like I told the kids on Facebook, it's like wow, Uso Evan, being as young as he was, had one of the most horrific tours of duty in Gundam history. Hi, hi. Don't believe me? Go watch. Hi. <laughs> we're we're the strike team. We're all hot chicks. And we're all gonna get killed one once an episode, so we're all yeah. down to nothing. Kid was prepubescent, yeah, and he was he was straight up hard by the end of that show. Oh, I, and of course, <laughs> there's no guarantee that that Gundam Age will be as good as Victory. There's no guarantee uh-huh. it will be as dark or that it has to be. But it's it's a suitable example for proving that um, appearances can be deceiving. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one show that we uh, obviously will not discuss here because it's not mecha related, but mm-hmm. that is deceiving. Uh, Higurashi no Naku Koroni. I keep hearing about that. <laughs> it's a show that's got very cutesy kind of mo designs it looks like a harem comedy yeah but mixed in from one minute to the next it goes from that to murderous massacres yeah. Ooh. and i yeah. mean like crazy stuff i'm talking like like 11 year old girls like literally stabbing themselves in the head yeah wow that's nuts <laughs> and dudes ripping out their own throats Nice. That's, that's crazy talk. But if you looked at just the character designs, it looks like your typical like cutesy moe harem show. And therein lies the rub. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that show is not meant for little kids because it aired at a late time slot. But the point is, if you just judged it from the character designs, you would think it's a completely different show from what it actually is. Yeah. Damn. So I, I think I've exhausted myself on this. Yeah. Of course, um, as you would expect, once this show starts, we'll be reviewing it. Yeah, uh, if anything, not not episode to episode, so don't 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 get your hopes up there. Yeah, but not like I, not I, like double O, never again with that. Or, or Kogias. Realistically, I, I honestly think realistically we'll probably be touching upon it with each generation. If 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 uh, unless, unless we get the I guess we get the ire to uh, to do it sooner, but um. Well, we'll see about that. We'll we'll decide yeah. upon that. Yeah. So, gentlemen, have no any doubt. closing comments for now? I, I all I can say is um, definitely um, if you if you've written a show off, I I definitely uh, ask you to reconsider and at least watch the first four episodes. Um, if you don't like it, then wait until the whole series is done and revisit it and 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 just keep an eye on what people are saying about the show. You might actually have a change of heart and and just approach this with an open mind. Please do. Uh, if if anything can sway you, Timber New Types question should be the thing that um that that should at least open your mind up to the show and 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 its value to the Gundam franchise. So. That's what I got to say. Uh, about that. Yeah, and just like Switzerland, um, Solbro says something like that. And my thing to all of you people, <laughs> you bastard, <laughs> is if you're going to say this stuff, screw you. Oh, and, damn. And, and, and if you're going to attack me, bring it on because you don't want any of that stuff. Oh, man. So You please. heard it here, folks. A challenge laid down for a prize match of pugilism. I'm, lay- the- I'm laying the smack it down. And if you want, the- come bring your candy ass over here. That's all I got to say. Neo, Neo's got his um, barbecue apron on, and it says, kiss the chef. No, it says... The hate <laughs> is boring. No, my... That is where, no, my, 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 my apron says, kiss my ass. Hey, listen here. Now listen here. This segment's over, see? You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Let us do no such goddamn thing.
If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam and MAHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AFMAHQCH or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code AFGUNDCH. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs. And also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MHQ, visit champsports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should, too. Greetings. I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you, at tinyurl.com. Slash Pit Podcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Goddamn you! I almost numbchucked you. You don't even realize. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. And uh, we're going to be dealing in our next segment here. Um, it's definitely um, the hate-filled episode. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish we had the old general here. But uh, I just want to remind everybody that this uh, this segment is going to be sponsored by the general, General's Institute of Hate and Ridicule. That's located in Coconut Grove, Florida. Uh, if you ever want to learn how to properly hate and do it in, in the correct way and, um, you know, take on people like uh, the Capcom Crusaders, like uh, Solbro and, and, and Pedro Bear, um, <laughs> we, we will teach you there. Um, you know, this goes out to you, General. But um, based on, um, this is kind of one of the loose end things, even like, uh, you know, we had done last episode about uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes Gaiden, and uh, this is, uh, we're going to be talking about this one in this segment, um, the 2010 television series, kind of a prequel uh, to Battlestar Galactica, which was uh, all of our favorites. Um, you know, we talked, I can't even remember what episode we talked about that. A zillion episodes ago. Many, many moons ago. Many, many years ago. And based on the success of that show, uh, there was the 2010 television series Caprica, uh, which is, you mean Caprica, right? Well, you just gave away the thing, but um, <laughs> that's okay. Hey, wait, if wait, I wait, didn't do it, Solbro would have. Yeah, wait, wait, wait to be a Solbro there. Nice, nice. Um, I, I like to play. I like to play against type sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that that is now a term. 
<laughs> way to be a soul bro. Thank you. Thank you for coining that. I'm going to go put that in Urban Dictionary right now. Thank you Sweet. for soul broing it up. It's like killing um, a lost. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I pulled You are now soul. a verb. I pulled a soul bro. Crap. Um, but based on the success of Battlestar Galactica, there was, you know, the inevitable spinoff, which would have been, uh, which is the uh, prequel to uh, Battlestar Galactica, which is Caprica, which is set 58 years before the events in the Battlestar Galactica reimagined series. And the whole idea behind this was to show how the Cylons became part of society and uh, led up to the first Cylon War. And uh, basically what we have here is we're going to show it through the eyes of two families, the Greystones and the Adamas. And these are the actual the family that the, uh, the, the Admiral came from. And this is actually uh, through the eyes of the Admiral's father, which was, he, you know, as we learned in the original Battlestar, was some famous lawyer who championed civil rights and all this stuff. And, um, and like I said, we are introduced to a new family, the Greystones, which is basically uh, a, a well-to-do family. The father is a low-rent Tony Stark. Uh, he's got a uh, he's got a military contracts basic corporation, and he's trying to introduce things with uh, artificial te- uh, intelligence and robotics. Uh, he made a lot of money off of this v- v- VWare thing where it's like a virtual reality type of thing. Um, That's but, all used for porn! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, somehow this was supposed to show us how the Cylons came about to uh, wanted to kill their masters. Uh, it starts off in like I'm going to say on anything like this, this is going to be a spoiler spoiler heaven here because we're going to spoil the whole thing on it um but basically the series goes like this uh disgruntled teenagers in a train uh one of them is really kind of militant blows up the train unfortunately innocent people are killed in it the one of the one of the bombers is identified as being the daughter of the Greystones. Uh, one of the collateral damage is the wife and daughter of the Adamas. Um, somehow, we go through all of the crap and nonsense about uh, how how this is affecting these families, and we're sitting here going through a show that was like 18 episodes, and within all those 18 episodes i'm wondering when are the cylons coming around why are they rebelling against the humans but we have to see that you know it's just a typical teen drama of teen angst and hatred towards their families and like i said we get to see um you know we get to see low rent tony stark who we see is just a complete (laughs) this 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 guy is like lauded as like some some uber genius but we just see that he just can't do anything he's actually got a steal stuff that his daughter was developing within this VWare thing to try to get his robots going. Then he gets in, then he gets in line with like uh, Space Sopranos to uh, help him uh, steal technology from a competing company so he can get a military contract. Uh, then we have uh, a whole thing with um, the one, the Greystone daughter's friend. Uh, she goes with little Al-Qaeda because they're all monotheists because it's just, it's, they, they, they touch upon the whole thing of the monotheist, uh, polytheist thing that we had in the original Battlestar. And for all you people that don't understand vocabulary like that, monotheists is they believe in one god. Polytheists believes in many gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's something that Using going. Using the, the, the big boy words. Using the big boy dictionary. 
Uh, just took the GRE, so got that big dick, got that uh, vocabulary going crazy. Um, nice. But, um, yeah, so we go through all of this, a uh, lot of stuff going on. We see that um, uh, S- Seattle survives in the future or the past or whenever Caprica was done. Um, it's just a, a lot of things going on. And uh, at the end, we see a five-minute trailer to a show I'd like to see. So... Uh, <laughs> I wonder what that show is. Because I, I, I go through 18 episodes, and I'm like, you know, if I wanted to see Canadian actors go through teen drama, I'd just sit there and watch Degrassi again. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be a hate-filled episode. So uh, that's basically the summary. Um, I'm sure I didn't do it justice, but I really don't need to because this show insulted me. Uh, Chris, wow. your, your <laughs> thoughts on Caprica, the show? Um. In- <laughs> In in one in one sentence, a lot of wasted potential. Yeah, yeah. You had, you know, the story that from the get go I knew was not going to be like Galactica. I was not expecting to see battle stars and vipers and any of that stuff. So I mm-hmm. went in with the with the right expectations. I also went in expecting it to be a good, entertaining show, and that's where I made the mistake <laughs> because it gets so weighed down with so much, as you so elegantly put it, crap and nonsense that it takes forever to get to the point. Um, for one thing. None of the cast is likable. Yeah. And one thing you need to have in a TV show, especially a long-running one, is at least one... You have to have some characters you can identify with. Yeah. Maybe not totally, but at least somewhat. And in this show, look at what you've got. You have um, a low-rent Tony Stark. Yeah. You've got his disconnected wife. You've got uh, Joseph Adama, the so-called brilliant legal scholar who, you know, for almost this entire show is just a low-rent Robert Duvall from The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> You've got his gay Goomba brother, who probably is the least unlikable of all characters. Yeah, I was about to say that, too. You have Adama Jr., who turns out to not even be Adama Jr. Ooh. Yeah. You have uh, Zoe Greystone, who is your typical just dumb teenager. My life is so hard being rich. You, you don't understand me. You have her friend, Lacey, who gets caught up with all of these dumb monotheists who I don't give two craps about because, you know, personally, I'm an agnostic, so I don't care for religions, whether they're real ones or fictional ones. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see that anywhere, even even for a show that I love like D Space Nine, whenever Kira would start babbling about how awesome Bajor uh, and its religion is, I'd be like, oh, yeah. God, why? <laughs> so, you know, all this babbling, oh, the mo- God, monotheism, it's so awesome. We'll make you believe by blowing you up. <laughs> I don't care about any of these characters. None of them are likable in any way, shape, or form. So that's one problem. Two, they never get to the point until the end of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We spend all of this time about do we do we really need to have like um fifteen episodes about like the alpha and, and, and beta process of developing the first uh Cylon robot? Yeah. Do we need to have episode after episode with all this nonsense about New Cap City? No. Ugh. God no. You know, and, and, and about Zoe becoming like the freaking queen the queen of VR porn land. Or, 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 or the fact that the, the uh, Zoe and um, Tamra end up becoming low-rent freaking dirty pair. They become yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> the low-rent dirty pair of the freaking New Cap City. It's like, really? The Avenging Angels, uh, a.k.a. Or the lovely angels. <laughs> the nonsense with uh, Sister Clarice and all of her apotheosis, this and that. Oh, I'm just going to yeah. create VR heaven, so I need to blow up everything. And that'll make everyone believe in, in, in our one god. Ugh. God. Yeah. So 
you have so much potential, and you have a good crew on here. You have Ronald D. Moore from, from Galactica, from Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine. You have Jane Espenson from Buffy and Angel. You have a lot of good writers. You have people who worked on Galactica, and somehow they just totally lost it on this show because yeah. it just got mired down in a bunch of drama. They promised us a sci-fi drama, and I think uh, from the get-go, they kind of almost forgot about the sci-fi part, and they forgot what <laughs> universe this is supposed to be. Yeah, Because think- until the last five minutes of the last episode, I don't see much in the way of anything that's built up for the first Cylon War and for the main BSG. Do you think they were trying, and this is probably just speculation, but do you think they were trying to, like, divorce it so much from what they did in Galactica that they probably did it so much that it ended up being crap? Probably. I think, okay. you know, they were probably trying to appeal to a broader audience that maybe wouldn't be into, like, the hardcore sci-fi, yeah, spaceship robots blow up. Yeah, but they wanted to appeal to that mythical broader audience that everyone's always chasing after. But, 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 but what's crazy about that is... It. But what's crazy is Battlestar, I remember when it was being... It, it had just a big non-sci-fi audience as had sci-fi audience <laughs> well I mean, you know you know how it is yeah uh, executive management sense. teams they change from year to year you know whatever whatever team was in place one year is a proponent of one thing and then the team that's in place yeah. two years later has a completely different idea and doesn't agree with what those guys did oh. so i think that they tried to make caprica's appeal so broad so as to dilute the actual appeal that it could have had yeah and then they did weird stuff like they they released the pilot on DVD like six or seven months before the damn show aired. Yeah, uh, they split weird. the season in half, and you know there was about like six or seven or eight months between the two halves of the season, and then mm-hmm. they changed the time slot. There was no advertising, so by the time the second half of the season came on, people totally forgot about it. And then within yep. five episodes, they canceled the show, and then aired um, the last five or six in one block just to burn through them. Yeah. months later. Mm-hmm. So I think that they mismanaged this show at many steps of, along the process. Mm. And I have to ask myself, you know, as a longtime fan of the, of the work of Ronald D. Moore, what the hell was this guy thinking? <laughs> I think, I think this it guy, was... This guy can do better. I've seen him weave together great stories on Galactica, on Next Gen, on Deep Space Deep, Nine. Deep Space, yeah. It might, it might have been... Deep Space Nine. It might have been check cashing time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was on autopilot after all these years. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But somewhere along the line, someone messed up and forgot. This is a show that actually has to have a point and get somewhere. You're right about that, man. Um, I, 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 I feel pretty much the same way you do, man. Uh, I, I don't know. When I watched this show, I, it, to me, it felt like they were trying to do too many things at once. Uh, they were trying to ape a lot of shows. Like they tried to make it a period piece, yet make it cyberpunk. You know, they 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 tried to get that that aesthetic of Mad Men, and yet throw some Blade Runner in there, and you know, it just didn't mesh very well. And they tried to aim it towards a demographic that wouldn't, I don't think, would 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 appreciate it as much as a, a hardcore BSG fan. Not that that's a bad thing, because you know, to expand the audience of BSG and to get more people watching Caprica, so that they go back and watch BSG too, to to appreciate the whole series is a is a is a pretty noble thing yeah but but, I, I but, but was kinda a- cool, aesthetically but, aesthetically yeah. you can't create a future show by filming someplace like say modern seattle or vancouver and yeah. then adding like a bunch of fancy cg buildings to the skyline yeah yeah, yeah. and I have mean, everything I, else look completely modern as though it's from 2010 yeah it's like it didn't it couldn't decide on what it wanted to be and, and, and let's and let's be completely honest right what 
the whole idea behind the original Battlestar Galactica and what we learn about the actual ship itself is the reason why it was built the way it was was to regress from technology. I mean, the technology in Caprica looked on par or even below than what was in the in the, yeah, in the modern day colonies. You see wheeled cars and stuff and cell phones and, you know, again, the only thing that sticks out is you have a CG skyline and, oh, you know, when you see sports, okay, it's Pyramid. Okay, so the, that's a clear connection to the original series, but big whoop. Everyone walks around dressed in clothes that you'd see people, like, on the street now wearing. Yeah. You see, like, the cars are identical to the point of being able to see, like, Mercedes logos. Like, wait, how the hell is this supposed to happen if this is, like, 150,000 years before our time and on a completely different planet? Why the hell is Mercedes there? Well, well and, and, and the thing is, is we're, we're led to believe in, the, in, in Battlestar Galactica that because technology was so advanced and it was so went out of control, that's why the Cylons were developed. They rebelled and everything like that, and everything had to be regressed. We don't see that here. It's like, you know, you, I'm, well, you, I'm, see the, you, you start to see a little hint of it in the last five minutes of the last yeah. episode. Well, I mean, that's that's about it. I mean, and just a little bit before that, you see them start to be used as as uh, as as uh, as Goombas by uh, by the mafia. Yeah. As hitmen. I'm like, OK, maybe we're finally getting somewhere. And then eh, last five minutes of the last episode ever. And then um, that's how, starts to see them everywhere. I mean, I, 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 it had you know, mo- it had multiple stories too in the series. You know, besides the two families, you had the STO and and Lacey's story, and it was just, it was it was it was just hard to even sympathize with any kind of suicide bombers or or any kind of terrorism. Period. Unlike say another show like uh, Gundam Double O. Where you know the celestial being were straight up terrorists, but at well, the same time they had they had a noble purpose. Well, and, you know they you're not even. I'm just I'm just using I'm using a counterpoint. No, what, what, to, what I'm saying is yeah. you got, all you got to do is go to the original Battlestar Galactica yeah. when the Cylons took over New Caprica, okay, and they were doing the 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 colonials were doing the suicide bombings to try to up you know upstage That's everything true. yeah so i mean yeah. that you don't even have to go into a, a, a thing like that you look within the same universe but no i, I understand what you're saying well it, it, yeah. the whole storyline is dumb because it's like okay yeah religious terrorists we've had that before but uh it's not even something like say arab terrorism where it's like oh you dirty americans you're interfering with our countries for decades so we hate you okay i could i could and i'm taking i'm talking about this in a narrative sense not reality mm-hmm. yeah. from a narrative perspective okay that makes sense that that could be a good story but this with these sto it's like well we think our god is so much more awesome than all of your gods and the way we're going to get you to worship our god is by blowing you all up yeah it's like how does how does that make sense not ex- not exactly a recruitment tool no it just made them all public enemy number one <laughs> and and, yeah. and just and dissuaded anybody from wanting to do that because if you lose a loved one to these maniacs you're not going to get a convert due to that <laughs> and, and and through through the ripple effect you're you're, you're going to lose any kind of potential people who would actually be interested in your religion and um you know at the end of the day it was it was just a stupid i don't know it was just a stupid and, approach and clarice's whole concept of like oh i'll make like a fake virtual heaven and we'll put like copies of you scan from like all of your like meta information on the internet mm-hmm. to sort of make like a fake virtual soul for you and put that in this fake virtual heaven and then everything will just be awesome forever mm-hmm. like that's just really straining to have some kind of a storyline there that's just dumb that's ridiculous. I mean, and then I, I, her her mm-hmm. weird family of like her whole family of like 
freaking uh, Mormon terrorists. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, big love inserted in this series too. It, it like the show just tried to be too much, and 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 maybe the, maybe the writers of, uh, of of the show were fans of those different shows that they tried to just introduce elements into Caprica to make it you know some kind of one stop shop for you know all the things. Well, you well, like. here's, well but, it's like you've seen, but it's like you see before a lot. Like yeah. anytime a product tries to do too many things, yeah, it usually does them yeah, all poorly. Yes, yes. Too many, too many eggs, and uh, I mean, too many cooks well, in the kitchen. To well, be honest, well, well, you have to, you have to look in in, in this aspect of mm-hmm. the the show is pr- positioned as it's showing how a society goes crazy by and you know abusing their technology and ends up being judged by their own technology and hunted down by their technology. But mm-hmm. we don't see anything about the society. That, Not really. And, and, and all we just see is a bunch glimpses. of dumb kids with their VR porn. Yeah, and 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 it's like okay, the only thing we see is is this virtual reality thing. Yeah. Okay, we see that people are going in there and they're experiencing things. They they'll kill each other. You know. Okay, great. But then everything goes down to oh, you know, I'm I'm Joseph Adam. I'm so mad. My daughter's dead. Blah blah blah. You know, and then and then you got D- D- uh, Daniel Greystone. Let me go uh, do some Goomba work. You know, it's like <laughs> Daniel Greystone's like, oh, you know, where, where's all these files my daughter left so I can keep my company going because I'm such a freaking fraud that nobody knows, you know, so nobody realizes how much of a douche I am. And it's like, and then you got and then you got postpartum mom who's like, oh, my daughter, you know, I should have been so nice to her and blah blah blah. And it's like, oh my god, people. And, and and you don't see any integration of this. This is this is the way that I would have done it. And listen up, television folks. Mm-hmm. You, Mr. Television. You start off. <laughs> the friggin' robots are already integrated in society. You have it where the robots only only answer to simple commands. You tell the thing to clean your kitchen, it cleans your kitchen. But it doesn't do anything beyond that. You have to input everything. Then you have a guy like you take Daniel Greystone and you say, you know what, I can make this better. We can we can have it because people are happy that these robots are here, but they're happy because the robot's not taking the initiative to do something else while I'm gone or something like that. Yeah. So we develop artificial intelligence. So now I say, okay, robot clean clean the house but then if something happens while i'm gone at work it can counteract that well what happens all of a sudden these robots start some of them start gaining sentience there starts to be issues with them killing their owners or there's there's some type of weird things that are going on and nobody can you know yeah. it might be it might be these robots it may not and he's saying oh you know it's not the robots we have all these fail you know like irobot we have all these fail safes in there yeah. it would never do any of this stuff you're, you're saying that the irobot angle should have been the core God, the core narrative drive of the series, basically. Well, and, to be and, honest with you, the, yeah. the core narrative of the Cylons has always been the iRobot thing. Yeah, it's always yeah. it's always. always been about robots. You're developing to a point where they make everything easier. You're de- you're developing so they gain sentience, and then yeah. they realize that to an extent that humans are flawed, and because they're yeah. so friggin' logical, they sit there and say, because humans are flawed. We we have to get rid of the humans, and it's this, it's the same way. I mean, yeah. it's been going all done, the way back. It's been done a thousand times. Yep, and even going all the way back to the original Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's always been a core theme in the series, and yeah. it should have it should have been present a lot more strongly in in Caprica than it was. They, There's they, certainly more than the last five minutes of the episode because you know. <laughs> 
they made that epilogue thinking they'd have a second season. That epilogue yeah. was not made yeah. as a quick wrap-up for the show. They it thought almost, it would go on. Yeah, they almost they it was sh- like they were begging. That, that, that we promise you this is what's going to be coming up in the next season. This is what you finally asked for. We're going to finally bring about. So, so, sorry, sorry, sorry we wasted all that money for 18 yeah. episodes to give you yeah. crap. And- Everything that the series touched upon throughout its run should have been maybe the first two episodes of the show. And then what we saw in the last five minutes should have been the rest yeah. of the of the. They Gotten to the first point in that run. first season Thank rather you. than just trying to tease you for a second. Yeah. And then there's the characters. We've talked about that. Oh, we, yeah. I got to make this point. Got to talk about Joseph Adama. Okay. This guy is such a disappointment. Yes. Because in Battlestar Galactica, he was talked up so much, especially by that Romo that Lampkin. Dude, Romo Lampkin. Yep. Good, good, good old. Uh, the good old Irish guy. Good old, good old, good old Romo Lampkin. You know, the, <laughs> the weird lawyer, and good old Mark Shepard. Mm-hmm. Character actor extraordinaire of many sci-fi shows, but anyway, mm-hmm. he talked up this guy and made him sound like he was like a a, a space Thurgood Marshall, yeah, <laughs> space Perry Mason, something like that. Yeah, he was so, like he was, he was like uh, F. Lee Bailey, Johnny Cochran, Alan Dershowitz all rolled into one. You know, nice. it's like God with a little matlock just for good luck. That too. <laughs> and then when we actually see him, he's just a low-level goon for the mafia. Oh. buys off judges and, and does goon work. And maybe it's maybe after the season he was supposed to develop into this civil rights crusader, but I don't see how you can come from such a flawed background so late in life and mm-hmm. then do a complete 180. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing I was telling Solbro off air was the fact that, you know, I don't have a problem with him being indebted to the mafia. Maybe you have the angle of he's indebted to the mafia because they were so friggin' dirt poor that they helped him go through school. And, like, he's indebted in that way. And But then he still has, you know, maybe he has a sense of justice in him. He, and, you know, he's playing the game because he's trying to get out of everything. But you don't see this in this. The guy just ends up being freaking, like you said, low-rent Robert Duvall. And it's like, <laughs> this is this is garbage. And uh, I know the show is called Caprica, but there's very little in this show to give you sense of the scale of the universe. Yeah. All they ever talk about is, oh, Capricans, they're a bunch of elitists, and, you know, Torons are poor and discriminated and, and downtrodden. Dirty you never, <laughs> you, you barely hear about any of the other colonies. You never even see a glimpse of anything other than Caprica, Toron, and I think Gemini. 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 Yeah, and all you see is the STO headquarters on Gemini. The STO headquarters. There's, like, no mention of any of the other colonies, like, what their deals is, you know, what, what their situation is. It's, it's all Caprica and, and Torons. And what we got is, okay, we got mafia and we got elite, rich, white people. Big, mm-hmm. big whoops. Seen that a zillion times. You could have gone in such a better direction than just those tired old cliches and we and, and you know and this is set before a time where before the colonies are united we don't see anything when it comes to like the military any of the social things any of the reasons yeah and, you know, I mean, we know that the reasons why that the, the colonies banded together was to fight the silence, but there had to have been things before that of either why they ended up banding together or maybe there were issues. Who knows? There, there's nothing about the society that we see, and that's that's the thing that you really want to say. It's like, okay, we're, you know, I, I see this in the, in the same aspect of when people talk about, like, the Terminator series, when they want to see the war between the machines, and you have to be very careful how you do it because you got to make it bulletproof because if you don't it's just going to make the whole thing look stupid it, and it's almost like star wars when it's like you know we we heard about how you know how this seminal moment was when freaking anakin skywalker
Skywalker became Darth Vader, and then we saw what it actually was, and it was garbage. And it's the same thing that we're seeing here. It, it almost degrades on what the Colonials had to go through in Battlestar Galactica and all the fear and the things that they had of the Cylons because we're seeing that, you know, it, it, it's, it's just a, a poorly woven trail. Uh, tale of just crap and nonsense i mean it's just I, I you really like that phrase don't you what crap and nonsense <laughs> it's, it's 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 very versatile well i mean it you know he when when things fit into a certain thing you, you just got to keep going with it and you know as uh you know you got to hit, keep hitting that point but yeah it's just i don't know it's just it's it's so aggravating because you know you go into the I, I'm not a person that I go into like these these great ex, the troll expectations like this is going to be there but I want something that's going to be pretty close to what you're telling me it's going to be and pretty much what they sold us was not what they delivered I mean they're sitting there saying we're gonna you're gonna sh- see how the friggin um, the Cylons did this and you know and and how the how the world was and you know I, I'm sure all the haters can say oh well you know they didn't get the full season. But you know what? You only get one chance to make it good. So if you screw up the first season and the fact that it's, you screwed it up so bad there's not a second, it doesn't matter at that end. So uh, There there have been some bad first seasons of some shows, um, and, and they've managed to pull out of that nosedive. But, yeah, Caprica didn't have much of a, sh- it didn't have much of a shot with where the story was going oh, throughout the most of the first if, season. If, if, the thing if you, is, when, when the show yeah. is fundamentally flawed down to its yeah. core, there's yeah. no way to really salvage it's it. It's hard to save it. Like uh, I know that um, Next Gen didn't have the greatest of first seasons, but no, there was but it potential good, there. It had a good concept. It did. It well, did. Well, it, well, look. Look at, look at uh, Chris would know this Babylon Five. Babylon Five's first season's not that great, but you. Well, I wouldn't at- say that it has it, it has a few stinkers early on, but like after those few stinkers, it, it becomes solid for for the rest of the season. But yeah. but, that, but that's the thing. I mean, you can I can forgive it. I could forgive this show if it had the same thing with Babylon. Had a few stinkers. Maybe the first episode wasn't that great or whatever. But it never got to where it was telling. It was they never got to the point where they said, "Oh, this is the point where we're." to get to it never got to that point we just sat there and it's like you're seeing people just sitting around and they're complaining and it's just like what what am i watching here i, I don't i don't understand and like chris said the, the 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 problem with it is at no point in any of these characters have ever become interesting or you even cared about it it's like we always have the situation in a show where you watch a show and you might say Oh, you know what? I hated the guy when the show first started, but then, you know, by like whatever, I ended up loving him. None of these characters are that way. It's like it's like he said. I mean, I agree with him. The the freaking gay goomba, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sam Adama. He's the only guy I could actually I actually cared about. And even him, it was just like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, I, I gotta agree that he was uh he was probably the the the, the character I had any kind of uh, affection Cause he, for. Because you gotta show. you gotta look at it. It's like even in, I hate to do it, but you have to do the comparison because it's within the same timeline. Battlestar Galactica. It's like okay, Baltar was a scumbag, but in the end, <laughs> you ended up liking the guy, and yeah. you ended up. You know, you kind of cared what he did, even though this is a guy that was so self-centered mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and did whatever it took. And he basically helped the destruction of his own people unknowingly. But still, and you even and you, you still worried about him towards the end. It's like I could have cared less if Daniel Greystone got hit by a car. His wife got hit by a car. If freaking um, uh, Joseph Dominant, I sure in hell didn't care when uh, the original Will, William Adama got killed. I was like, that little kid, I'm like, I saw that little kid, I'm like, that kid's going to be freaking the Admiral? That's no way that's going to be. And I was justified because we saw the... (laughs) 
that little bastard got shot, and then Baby oh. Admiral back. You know, the outstanding point of the last five minutes is Baby Admiral. When we see the actual, you know, we see the man. We see what's going to sit there and kick some ass. The real Bill. The well, real Bill. Even, even looking at Galactica, you know, characters like uh, Baltar aside, mm-hmm. Galactica had a stable of interesting uh, yeah. side characters like Doc Cottle yeah. or uh, Mr. Gator before he became a traitorous bastard. Mm-hmm. But Hilo, Caprica, you know, all those guys, yeah. Well, Hilo was more of a, like one of the mains, but... He became you, one, yeah. Yeah, you had all these side characters who were interesting. What did Caprica have? Like, okay, so you had... I, I was surprised to see uh, Peter Wingfield, who is uh, is my boy, Mythos, from Highlander. So I was like, oh, cool, so here's this guy. You don't see this guy on TV that often. Mm-hmm. Then he's just some chump who turns out to be uh, a mole... Uh, for the STO in uh, in the yeah. Caprica FBI. Oh, that's well, that 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 was the chief the chief guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the hell was that? Yeah. Yeah, and then his lackey, the one who who ends up you know getting fired and and still working, it's like okay, you're he's not interesting either. He's just around. What was his name? Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Jordan. Jordan. I forget his last name, but yeah, Jordan yeah. Durham. Jordan Durham. Yeah, that guy. He wasn't interesting either. Yeah. Um, and, and, and and it's a shame because I like just as you're saying I like I like a lot of the cast in this show. Yeah, you um, have as one of the guest characters frequently showing up cleaning up Greystone's mess. Yeah. Uh, good old Doctor Alvar Hanso from from Lost. Oh no! Wait, wait, that, a, that, that, that was that was Hiro Kanagawa, and um, and on top of that, he did the voice of Giren Zabi in Mobile Suit Gundam. I should just add, and, and, and he was uh, a totally thankless role. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus Cyrus Sander. Oh yeah, he was that guy. Yeah, yep, he was in there, and I, it was cool when because when I when I heard his voice, I instantly knew who he was from his voice when I when I heard him in the show. But um, yeah, it's like they they didn't they didn't really develop these characters all that well, and they come off flat on the screen, especially little Bill little William. Madama, he is a, that, that kid himself. It, he wasn't the greatest of actors, to be honest. <laughs> uh, none of these well, characters it, were very it, fleshed out at it, all. It doesn't matter because he dies anyways. But the yeah. thing is, is well, his I mean, they, is they make you they make you think for a whole season that he's going to yeah. turn into. Yeah. The Admiral, and it's like, no, fake out. He's dead. The other kid's just named after him. Yeah, and on top of that, I love that whole speech that uh, I guess the the what's his name, Joe's uh, lady is giving um, a William about a ship and its crew being a family, and that's supposed to, I guess, reinforce oh, the fact that, that he's eventually going to be the captain, only for them to pull the rug underneath your feet uh, when when oh, yeah. um, old, it's old, a, old yeah, it's, gets it's shot. A- it's a cocktease because she's yeah. ma- she's trying to she's trying to build that model ship yeah. with him, and it's like that we saw the admiral do that all throughout BSG as yeah. he he was sitting there making that damn ship that he broke like three times, whenever <laughs> whenever something <laughs> happened, you never get angry, you got too drunk, or you know it's like Starbucks dead, Ty's now a Cylon. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with a chick that's gonna die. It's like Jesus Christ, but it's like yeah, I mean. It, that it's just it's just such a cheap yeah. move to make you think the whole season that he's going to be that guy, and then it's like, no, he's not. And I don't ever recall uh, the Admiral mentioning during Galactica his dead older brother that he was named after. Yeah, yeah he never did mention it at all. No. He mentioned his grandfather, I guess, that he was named after, but never his. Because uh, I think uh, the William was named after their. Uh, well, it, it their comes. Grand, their it, it, it comes back to the uh, the other flaw of the show. Yeah. It's like. I love the Admiral. I think he's one of the greatest characters ever. Oh, I think we've established that. No but, doubt. <laughs> but, the, but the thing about it is, yeah, listen, James Earl or uh, James, almost you need to you need to uh, call in. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, is uh, 
the, 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 the thing about it is we don't have to have him part of every seminal moment that happens in the Battlestar colonial timeline. It's like, okay, he saved humanity. He did whatever, but we don't need to have it where I, I'm cool if they did Caprica and there's no Adamas in there. It, that, that seemed kind of cheap to me too. It's like, or if you want to put, if you want to put his father in, you know, put it at the end where maybe there's something coming up, like uh, I don't know, something about human rights or Cylon rights, whatever. And he's an ancillary character, but you don't have Big to try off a Cylon rights. Yeah, you, <laughs> Cylon you, is accused of murdering a human. What will the court decide? You, you Joseph Adama for the defense. <laughs> you don't have to put him in there, and it's like I, I see that, and it's just like, oh God, we're failing on every on everything. And it's like yeah. I don't know. It, it's I don't know what. Yeah. Any, any 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 other? That's any what it comes other, down. That's what it comes down to, yeah, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> it, it's. I think that sums it up the best. Any closing thoughts, Chris? On Capital Waste, wasted potential, and given how they screwed the pooch, I'm glad it's gone. Ooh. As for me, um, yeah, it, it was wasted potential. They, the, the, the pace should have been picked up on this and they should have just actually, um, made this show with the original fan base in mind. You know, at least you had them, they would have watched the show. And if you wrote it with, um, I, I, I love, um, off, off, off the air, uh, Neil had brought up that, um, he would have liked it if it was more of a, a prequel. If this series, if they use this opportunity of this series to make a, uh, a series based on the Galactica of old, um, when the, when the ship first came about. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. Oh, you're you're oh. misconstruing what I'm saying. Oh, when, okay, I, when I was talking about, when I was talking about this, I, yeah. I, I think the idea, I think the first half of the show, you have to, sh you have to showcase the society and then you go into the main players. Yeah. My my, what you're talking about is the danger, and this would be my next question: is before we get out of here, mm -hmm. is the next Battlestar Galactica thing, which is going to be the Blood and Chrome thing, where it's like the issue of in that situation they're going to be showing once again the Admiral, but he's not an Admiral at this time; he's fighter. Just, just good old he's, Husker. He's Husker. He, he. But the thing is, is with with my situation on this is, you want to show the if you want to show the war, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But don't make him kind of part of the star. If you're going to do this, if you want to connect it to Battlestar Galactica, make the ship as a character. Because we saw in original Battlestar Galactica, mm -hmm. the ship ended up becoming a character. I mean, All it, its it, own. It, 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 because, you know, towards that last season there, they didn't know what was going on because the ship was, it was dying. And, you know, it was built by freaking, you know, it was, they cut corners and stuff like that. and it, Whatever. But, yeah, it, sorry. But I just wanted to get you straight on that it's just, oh no it's cool yeah. oh, no like i said i was paraphrasing your words incorrectly so if anything yeah it, that would make a much better um premise for for a prequel series than than caprica ended up the, being, the society so. is like we yeah. kept hearing about the society and it's like you know but I, my closing thing is is that it once again it is waste of potential they wasted everything if you're going to show how the society got to the point of they had to get to regressed battleships and and you know they became afraid of technology and everything like that. Show it. Show show a world so friggin' advanced that it you know. And and I don't know if it's because of budget or whatever. I don't know. But it it just it, it's bad because you sit there and you go off of the 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 positive things and all the things of Battlestar Galactica and you put out this piece of turd. That's just. I mean, it, it's bad. And I. I venture anybody to come out there and watch that whole show and sit there and tell me that this is a solid show because it's just 
it's just a lot of stuff that just goes on, and at the end, there's no payoff. So on the MHQ scale, what would you give this, Chris? Mm, two and a half. Solbro? I give it two. I give it two, too. So on that, uh, on that thing, we will be uh, concluding this, and uh, we will be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. I'm tired of other anime podcasts being such a star fest. My plan was perfect, but there was one thing I overlooked. One factor I failed to calculate. He's a dumbass. I hate Narutards. Oh my god, he's wet. And I'm sick of the giant Moe monster wreaking havoc in my anime city. So what's my solution? Make a better podcast than everyone else. Well, at least I try anyway. Join me, Josh Dunham, as I talk about my ideas and opinions about current Japanese music, games, and anime. You can find my weekly podcast at www.animation.blogspot.com. That's A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. I review the new shows and manga coming out of Japan, as well as ye old goodies. So check me out. I'm only a Google search away at Animation, A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. Huh? Where's that noise coming from? How could they page me at a time like this? Hey, ma'am, who's that in that bed over there? Nobody, really. Just one of the injured that I'm helping to take care of, that's all. Let's see! He's my son, and he's badly injured. Let's see if you have nothing to hide. No! Amuro! Amuro, wait! Amuro! It's not right for my son. what you're saying mom you'd rather they got me would you prefer that it's war they call me gun you've grown so wild amuro i don't even know you gun damn it look people this is chaos That wraps up episode 80 of Gundam at MAHQ, where we had our first of many discussions, I'm sure, about the latest Gundam series, Gundam Age, which is sure to destroy the franchise and lead to death, fire, brimstone, and ruination. And nuclear, and nuclear reactor meltdowns in Japan. Yes, and everything. Everything ever bad will happen because of this show and its little kids and robots because Gundam is not a kid's show. <laughs> Don't you know Never. that? How dare you? <laughs> then we took a look at uh, the failed prequel to Battlestar Galactica, Caprica. Even, or, or even it, Caprica. Yeah, even Baby Admiral couldn't save it. Couldn't. Yeah. So that uh, was just wrapping up a loose end since we had talked about Galactica before. And I'm guessing to continue with wrapping up those loose ends uh, whenever 
Blood and Chrome happens, we'll be talking about that. So watch for that whenever the hell that is. Not to mention the <laughs> Brian Singer movie. If that ever happens. If that ever does. Or goes into development hell since, you know, this guy's been talking for a zillion years about redoing Logan's run and I sure as hell ain't seen it happen. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, uh, you gentlemen have any announcements before the usual uh, internet whoring? Um, yes, I do. Uh, oh, go ahead. I, I just want, well, it's part of internet whoring, but I just want to say um, I know champs.com has some great things for it to celebrate the, uh, the NBA championship of the Dallas Mavericks over the Miami Heat, especially over LeBron James. Buy all your things there. There's some great deals going on with, um, uh, you know, through our partnership with them. So definitely support them, and you'll support us. Use those codes on there. And uh, whenever we get uh, football down the road, uh, especially professional, not college, but professional, you know, do the same thing. So um, thank you, all your folks out there, and, um, you know, keep it real. Uh, Solbro, how many podcasts were you on in the last five minutes? (laughs) Exactly. Goose egg, but I, I do I do have. Oh some, man, um, are, are you are you like uh, the, the people don't like you anymore, huh? I know I'm so hated. Your, is your your star your star is getting a little? Uh, Fifteen little, minutes are up, huh? It's already gone super. Nobody. Little dim. It's, it's dead. It's now a black hole. Nobody wants me. Not, not the podcast <laughs> superstar. <laughs> the blo- the podcast black hole because I am the black one. <laughs> But no, I just I. I'm it's just not work. me that got small. It's the pictures. See, <laughs> well, according to according to 4chan, you are the black one. Indeed, indeed, the sympathetic one. But um, if anything, uh, I just have some thanks to extend. Um, Jabman zero two five. You know our, our local defender of destiny. He, he, re- he recently... local as if to imply there's more than one. <laughs> I'm sure there are a few others, but he's the one we know best. There is there is only one. Jadman025, and I mean that both in a good way and a bad way. <laughs> he um just just to remind our listeners, he has a YouTube channel, and um it's it's pretty much youtube.com slash jadman025. He recently posted up a um a video um showing his custom straight talk express. And um he, he took a model of a of a of a I guess a diesel Mac truck and he went ahead and customized it and actually brought to realization the straight talk express well and, um way, way to blow everything there you're supposed to sell the sizzle not the steak dude <laughs> well you can check out the video it's very speaking easy. of steak where's the the compartment for my chilled hams because <laughs> well chilled hams are pork though they're not really steak but all, all i can say is i don't care they're chilled hams and they're in my rider and i demand them yeah, well absolutely the way the way you sell it soul bro is you sit there and you say if you want to see one of the greatest exhibits on youtube of the Straight Talk Express, you go to Jabman 025's things. Yes. And and not only will he be defending Destiny at that point, (laughs) he will also be showing you all of the people out there, Main Street, all you people out there, what the Straight Talk Express is about. That's, That's how you right. do it. You, so, you don't explain it. So if you can't make it to uh, mecatalk.net or gundev.net to check the, the show notes for this episode, head on over to uh, Jabman025's uh, YouTube channel and check out that video. And I also want to extend um, props to uh, our friend Robert at Gundam.tk. He uh, he posted up some videos and some thoughts on um, Gundam Age, and uh, yeah, they're, they're very thoughtful and insightful, and um, I, I encourage people to check that out, too. Plus, he, he builds models just like uh, Jabman025, and he has a lot of great uh, videos dedicated to his Gundam and mecha model building, so you should just check him out, too. And um, also, uh, Chaos Theater has been dropping episodes left and right and they went ahead and um those fellas went ahead and talked about one of my favorite favorite series of all time and that's batman 
the animated series. I am those cool. those fellas, you talking about me like I'm not here? Hey man, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to 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 talking to, about me in the third person. Now? I'm talking about you in the third person for a change. That's great. And um, Chris and Pedro, they went ahead and went buck wild on talking about that series. And you can check that episode out either on iTunes or you can go over to chaostheater.blogspot.com and listen to the backlog of uh, reviews of Batman the animated series, Blade Runner, Chrono Trigger, and the like. They they ripped it up and 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 if anything, um, I and then, and, and as and as the teaser for Chaos Theater, do note in the near present future, sometime happening somewhere in the future, but not the past, but somewhere in the in the present, I may or may not show up there. Oh, and, and, and that may become one of the greatest podcast events ever. Well, we- it, it may eclipse my earlier great podcast event that happened earlier this year. Well, there you go. Look forward to it or not. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, but that's that's pretty much my. So my I, two I, cents. I, I, I was booked by the emperor. It may or may not happen. So you know, it's just like my hot wife dying. She may or may not die sometime in the future. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Indeed. Well, there you go. And on iTunes for Chaos Theater and for Gundam, please give us ratings and reviews. Thank you. And um, uh, before we, I guess before we close out, definitely check these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. M A H Q dot net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam.net. That's right, it's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and um, other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal bear South, Pedro Cortez. And last but not least, Shinjuku Station has a movie podcast. Shinjuku Station at the movies can be found at shinstation.blogspot.com. And back to you, Chris. Thank you for that, soul bro. <laughs> and with that, that wraps up another episode of Fox Movie Tone News. I mean, Gundam and MAHQ. Thank you for listening. Well, I guess I'll be on Jupiter for four or five years. I probably won't see you all for a while. Well, don't drown in helium, whatever you do. Thanks. Judal, take care of Wu, okay? I'll be the one taking care of Judal. Oh, yeah? Easy, Elle. You're acting like a jealous girlfriend. It's okay. It's her fault. She's always pushing my buttons. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint, a proud part of the AAA Podcast Network. She passed that. Y'all gonna have to call this one of them, um, cost of doing business things y'all police be talking about all the time. You feel me? No taxpayers. Shoot the way y'all looking on things. Ain't no victim to even speak on. Bullshit, boy. No victim? I just came from Tasha's people, remember? All this death, you don't think that ripples out? You don't even know what the f*** I'm talking about. I was a few years ahead of you at Edmondson, but I know you remember the neighborhood, how it was. We had some bad boys for real. It wasn't about guns. 
so much as knowing what to do with your hands. Those boys could really rack. My father had me on the straight. But like any young man, I wanted to be hard too. So I would turn up at all the house parties where the tough boys hung. <laughs> Shit, they knew I wasn't one of them. Them hard cases would come up to me and say, go home, schoolboy, you don't belong here. Didn't realize at the time what they were doing for me. As rough as that neighborhood could be. We had us a community. Nobody, no victim who didn't matter. And now all we got is bodies and predatory motherfuckers like you. And out where that girl fell, I saw kids acting like Omar, calling you by name, glorifying your ass. It makes me sick, motherfucker, how far we done fell.